Blog Talk Radio. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... back to the home phone because uh, okay you sound you sound a little bit better now that you're talking into <laughs> a little bit better across the room <laughs> yeah we, we were having uh technical difficulties with the skype normally i call in with the skype to the blog talk but they were not answering the phone so i had to call on the home <laughs> phone then i said well maybe i won't call the host number i'll call the normal blog talk number with the skype and it seemed to be working, but I, then I was getting an echo because I had to leave the other phone on, or otherwise the show would have ended. So yeah, it's uh, it's trouble. When we heard the uh, the brass bonanza there, I kind of thought the show was over. I was like, oh shit, that's it. <laughs> Very short show this there, week. <laughs> so anyway, we will try to soldier on. Uh, as you can hear, the wonderful Kevin Jank is here this evening as my co-host. Still no Larry. The long national nightmare nope. continues. Still no Larry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, long, long summer of nightmares. But Jank is here, and I think uh, let me check the other line. Uh, I believe Tuffy's here as well. Oh. Yeah, Tuffy. Hey, tough guy. <laughs> hey, Tuffy, everybody. <laughs> Tuffy. What's going on, Tuffy? Uh, I was just wondering how much money Mike Dallas spent trying to get the new Oscar already. I don't. I don't even want to talk about it right now. All right. Let's just say. <laughs> yes, there's a uh, on WWE Champions, the game I'm addicted to. Uh, they have they unveiled a new Oscar, third Oscar. So of Uh-oh. course, I have to try and get the new Oscar. And yeah, I did open the wallet. <laughs> you have both and of the other ones. So well. <laughs> well, they had the original Oscar, then they had the zombie Oscar, and, and I, I got her. Oh, yeah. And then uh, this new Oscar, like the Kabuki Warrior-looking Oscar. But, uh, yeah, Tuffy did not go well. Although I did get a Lex Luger. Was that, you know, I guess Lex Luger or something, but, eh. Yeah. That's a good runner-up. <laughs> not really. <laughs> not really. <laughs> but, uh, from what I can tell, though, I, I don't think this new Oscar is that great. Like, it doesn't seem like she's all that good. But Okay. Know. Yeah, I haven't checked any previews or anything yet, so I don't know. And like her move, she basically just looks like a reskinned zombie Oscar. Like she has some of this. Her oh, moves are like basically the same weird. thing. Yeah, like her moves aren't the same, but like the same animation, but they have different yeah know, abilities and whatnot. So um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, I'll, I'll still get her this weekend at some point. But I don't know. I she spent a bunch of money on something that they, <laughs> they spent about two cents on. Yeah, yeah. or you could spend the next. <laughs> I don't know. Like, year and a half dropping 
$100 every time Asuka's in the loot and still not getting her. <laughs> yeah, you never know. <laughs> I think I got spoiled because I uh, it did work out with the zombie Asuka. I did, I did spend money, and I got zombie Asuka and a bunch of other stuff. But this time, yeah, I got screwed. I didn't get much of anything. So, yeah. yeah. Live and learn. The only answer is and spend then... more money. Exactly. <laughs> Keep throwing money at it. <laughs> So you yeah, yeah, five, six, seven, ten thousand dollars. You'll you'll get enough shards at some point, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems like a logical plan. So I'm sure this whole weekend, because it's like a weekend event, Jank. They're doing uh, this uh, feud weekend and everything for Oscar. So we'll see where I'm at on Sunday, and then I'll probably throw more money at it. Mm. <laughs> we'll see. <how> <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but. Well, it's one of those but things where, like, you need, like, 10,000 shards and you get, like, you know, four shards from doing something. Yeah, yeah like, she's 1,600 shards, and uh, you can open bags. Like, if you do this tour, you win bags, and you have a chance to get her in the bag. But, yeah, that chance is very small. So you get shards. You can get, like, yeah. uh, five to, like, 25 shards at a crack. Okay. And I think at the moment I'm at, like, 400 and some shards. So. Damn, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> but well, I've spent... I spent zero dollars. I finished most of those tours, and I'm at three fifty. So yeah, see, all that yeah. money was. <laughs> yes. I'm about a hundred extra shards ahead of Tuffy for all the money I spent. <laughs> but, you know, what can you do? Uh, a fool in love. Hopefully, it's a harsh mistress. You, know, you gotta gotta throw the money. But Tuffy, last weekend you were not here because you're uh, up in Michigan, right? Yeah. Well, it was uh, good. It was a wild couple days because back in May, (laughs) the Illinois legislature passed a law that would make Juneteenth a holiday starting this year. And it would, if it fell on the weekends, it would always be observed on Monday. Then they passed another bill that made it a holiday starting next year. And if it fell on the weekends, it wouldn't be observed. The governor signed (laughs) that bill on Wednesday. So... All of a sudden, oh, well, I guess Juneteenth won't be a holiday this year. Then on Thursday, the president signed a bill making Juneteenth a federal holiday. So on Thursday at 3.30, they notified state employees that everything was closed on Friday. Oh, wow. So it was like, uh, well, that's nice, I guess, but I kind of had work I was planning on doing Friday, but I guess I'll just, you know, put that off. Yeah. <laughs> Head up to so, Michigan. So, how did you and the family celebrate the Juneteenth? Water skiing? Yeah, water skiing, pretty much. Barefoot? <laughs> no, one ski. All right. Oh. Yeah. Now, Tuffy, did you get like slip somebody in Congress like a fifty to get this, you know, this holiday created so that you could avoid spending money on Megaforce? Is that possible? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. No. But it did You're... save me. I mean, it saved me $3 on Megaforce, but then I ended up spending like probably $50 on gas to drive to Michigan and back. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Because I had not watched Megaforce yet. You know, Thursday at work, I figured I'd go home Thursday night, put down my $3, watch Megaforce, and then I found out, you know, 3.30, we were closed the next day. And I was just kind of sitting at work going, do I go to Michigan? Do I not go to Michigan? i got to watch Megaforce if I stay here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
So, well, after listening to the podcast, I feel like I made the right decision to not watch Megaforce. Well, if uh, it makes you feel any better, I, I spent way more money trying to get Oscar than you did on gas to Michigan. So <laughs> that does not make me feel better. All right, but, that um, makes me feel concerned, but. Yeah, so Megaforce, uh, you still haven't watched it then? You didn't, like, say, hey, now that I heard about it, I really got to go see it. Well, not uh, for $3. Yeah, exactly, yeah. not for $3. So that would have been the worst we'll be... if you did end up watching it, and then they called the holiday, and you're like, fuck, I watched this shit for nothing. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Uh, so tonight yeah. uh, we'll be discussing uh, a movie called The Chill Factor from 1993. And this is something Jank discovered yeah. on Tubi. <laughs> yeah. I got fooled by a good-looking poster. <laughs> I've been Describe the poster. Because <laughs> I saw a couple different posters ah. for it. So describe the poster you saw. Oh, uh, well, the Tubi poster, it, it looks kind of cool. It's kind of hand-drawn, kind of that Drew Struzan type of style. Uh, where it's like a dead body's head, you know, laying on the ground in some snow. He's got like a... Uh, uh, which we call a snowmobile helmet on, and there's like an icicle going through his eyeball. I'm like, all right, this so is you, cool. So you saw that, and you're like, oh, I got to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like a nice slasher movie, like set in the snow. This will be cool. There'll be a lot of like hot snow, like ski girls running around, get, taking their top nope. off in the jacuzzi and stuff like that. <laughs> Not a one. Nope. <laughs> mm. Uh, the, the poster I saw, well, I, I did see the one you described on Tubi, but I saw some other ones online where, like, uh, it's kind of like a hand-drawn thing of a, just a uh, mysterious figure on a snowmobile coming right at you. And the tagline oh. is, just when you thought it was safe to go back to the slopes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that tagline's better than anything in the movie. <laughs> also, usually snowmobiles of, don't go on the slopes. Yeah, exactly what I was going to say. Like skiing in slopes, not snowmobiles. But uh, is uh, is this the only film you can recall where uh, snowmobiles played such a prominent role? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of snowmobiling in this movie. Uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, I think there was think a James Bond I mean, movie. The Shining, kind of. A... I mean, because if the snowmobiles didn't get damaged, they could have just gotten away a lot easier. But there's I'm not a lot sure of snowmobiling in it. I seem to recall a James Bond movie where, well, again, I guess he was on skis, though. Yeah, uh, I thought they were skiing in that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so if you like sm- snowmobiles, you might want to give this movie a whirl. And if you like serious of uh, snowmobile movies. <laughs> if you like movies that take like 45 minutes before you realize, oh, I guess it is a horror film. And uh, movies, <laughs> movies where uh, none of the none of the ladies. Well, they take their tops off, but you don't see anything. So that's always appreciated yeah. when that happens. Go out of their way not to show it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like here's that's the setup. We got for. it right there. We teed yeah. it up for you, and then nope. At one point, they even have a a girl say, "Oh, I guess I got to take my shirt off now," or because they need a bandage or something. <laughs> yeah, go, oh, my shirt's made of cotton. So she turns around, <laughs> back to the camera, takes her shirt off, returns her top over her top, and then turns around. So we don't see a damn thing. Why make a big, like a like a big, uh, you know, procedure of all this if you're not even going to show anything? You know what I mean? It's like, oh my god. Yeah. And, and he was like, like, well, she's like, 
Like I can't have polyester touching my skin, so here I got I got a cotton shirt. Like that's such a weird hokey setup that you think has to lead to boobs, but no. Yes. <laughs> nope. Not in the least. So anyway, yeah, we're jumping ahead of ourselves. What was the point? <laughs> we're jumping ahead of ourselves. With the kill factor. Um, usually, I like to give a lot of background on these movies and yeah. tell you like how much money they made and some obscure, like you know, famous <laughs> people that were in the cast and. Some uh, unique trivia None of about those. the movie. Yeah, I, there's nothing here. There is nothing for this movie. Um, <laughs> there are no no famous people. Uh, the, the the trivia section on IMDb for this movie has nothing. Um, Wiki, Wikipedia mentions nothing really important about it at all. So yeah, this is just a film that existed, and I think I'm pretty sure we're the first people to ever watch it. So. <laughs> You know what? I did watch. I did try to look up one review uh, just before I picked this. I'm like, let's see if it's super bad or just you know normal. And somebody was like, oh, you know, if you're looking for like a slasher movie, it's not too bad. It's definitely not near the bottom. But I think this was terrible. <laughs> yeah. I, saw, I, I saw one me. review. I saw one review on IMDb where the guy uh, he started off saying the acting in this movie is terrible. However, in all caps, I really like stuff set in the snow. So I'm like, oh, all right. Well, <laughs> I guess you like this movie. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I really yeah, like weird weather. fetish. This is for you. <laughs> I like, I like uh, weather on the uh, on movies. Big fan. Big fan. So. If you're Frosty the Snowman and we're brought to life by a magic hat, you'll love this. And I asked our buddy Miles Watson, oh, because Jank, we recorded a flea market fantasy with Miles Watson last night, so he's in the lead now. So you're, oh, I know. You're behind. I'm aware. But I, <laughs> but I asked him if he'd ever seen The Chill Factor, because, you know, he's Mr. Horror Movie, and he had never heard of it. So that's another bad sign. <laughs> that, is, that is a terrible sign. I wish I would have known that ahead of time. And uh, by the way, not much planned for this week, this show here tonight, unless you guys did bits. I really didn't do much. Um, we'll talk the chill factor, um, and then after that, we'll, uh, I don't know, we'll talk TV. I watched Loki again. I'm sure we'll catch up oh, on yeah. uh, Jank, Jank's viewing of Columbo. I'm sure we'll catch up on that. <laughs> then, then at the end, uh, well, we could talk Stanley Cup playoffs, I guess. That's pretty exciting stuff, but I, I know uh, Jank oh. loves the hockey. Tuffy, there's also <laughs> a scandal going on with the Chicago Blackhawks. They have their own little Pizzagate situation happening. What's going on over there? Oh. Uh oh. I was not aware of that. <laughs> oh well Did that it's do something uh, again? the uh, Mini conspiracy segment. The video coach of the Blackhawks back in like two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten sexually yeah. assaulted two Chicago Blackhawks players. Huh? And the Chicago Whoa. Blackhawks covered it up. <laughs> well they, every everyone on the team what? knew about it. They were told that the upper management was going to take care of it. The upper management did not take care of it. And then when they eventually the uh, the guy quit the job though, he went and applied for a coaching job with a high school team. The Blackhawks gave him a letter of recommendation. That guy went and molested children at the high school. Well, that is a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> that is a problem. Yeah, they're trying to like bury the story. Like the NHL's hardly even mentioning it or. They put out a statement today, I guess, where they said, we're looking into it. Or, okay, <laughs> they're looking into it. But, uh, yeah, it's been an open secret for, I guess, a long time. Everyone knew about it, and they just covered it up. How does that make you feel, Tuffy? You're like the uh, Penn State of 
the NHL. How does that feel? Hey, those Stanley Cups are still shining. <laughs> I was going to say it's a tarnished <laughs> But I guess not. Not in Tubby's life. All right. <laughs> well. uh, I mean, like, I've never really been a fan of Blackhawks' ownership, so, you know. Yeah, and, like, at the time, Mark Bergevin was there in the front office as well. I forget what his, like, player development or something. I don't know what he was doing there. Um, but, no, he's, you know, the GM in Montreal, and they're they're in the finals and everything. Love yeah. Mark Bergevin. He was there. Joel Quenville, of course, was the coach back then. Um, Stan yeah. Bowman was still there as the GM. So, uh, yeah. Doesn't look good for the Blackhawks. We'll see where this goes. But, um, no. I mean, it's not like they're really doing great things these days, so. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> it's okay that they're terrible people. You can write them off. Yeah, well, not all terrible, terrible people. I mean, the players were told that everything was being taken care of. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Supposedly, you know? yeah. I want to know which but, players uh, were. You know, you figure it's got to be someone young and like a fringe player on the roster. You know, yeah, like, who would who would be scared to like speak up or to. But I guess they did tell the team, though. But they could have, like, yeah. went to the police yeah. outside of the team. But um, I don't know. Messed up story. But uh, not good. So, yeah, go ahead, Tuffy. Well, I mean, it's like uh, the Chicago sports teams. It's like, which ones are there to even like at this point? The Bulls are owned by <laughs> Jerry Krause and the White Sox. He's awful. Bears are owned by Virginia McCaskey. I mean, like. She's not awful, but she's like 120. Uh, You know, the Cubs are owned by the Ricketts. There's all kinds of reasons to not like them. Now, the Blackhawks, like, before Bill Wirtz died, he was one of the most hated, you know, people in Chicago. Yeah. So, you know, I guess Rocky Wirtz's shine is finally wearing off. Chicago. But, you know, <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. So uh, I'm trying to think uh, any other big like news I, we didn't need to discuss. Sound like I can stop yeah. buying tickets because I don't buy tickets together in the first place. That's true. You don't buy much of anything. You wouldn't even buy Megaforce for $3. Yeah. I would speak <laughs> with my dollars, but uh, they're pretty quiet, so. Yeah. Um, hey, I, I've been <clears throat> speaking of the hockey. I'm back shooting hockey every day. For like the last, hey. uh, I went every, I went every day this week. I went like three days last week, uh, but every day this week, and I'm very sore because I'm very old. And uh, but it's nice <laughs> to get out in the sun and shoot the hockey. <clears throat> but speaking of old, get, yeah, get a load cool. of this. Get a load of that. Thank you. I, I left the house five days in a row. That is nuts. <laughs> I, hey, I, I even have like a suntan on at least my arms and the back of my neck. <laughs> so <I> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. Um, like from my forearms because I'm wearing hockey gloves and a shirt. So it's just the forearms and the back of my neck. But uh, <laughs> Tuffy, I was speaking to the Ed this week. Uh, I called the Ed, and uh, he's doing yeah. well. But get a load of this. Um, it was the baby's birthday, and the Ed was taking the baby to an Arizona Diamondbacks game for his birthday. Okay. And guess how old the baby is. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's got to be like 14 now, 13? 
Jake, would you care to guess how, how old the baby is? Um, I'll say 17, because you seem surprised. <laughs> <laughs> very, very close. 16 years old. The baby, oh, the boy. second best baby fighter in the world behind Baby Jean, is <laughs> 16 years old. <laughs> that Holy can't hell. be right. It's 16. Holy shit. <laughs> when you figure we've been doing this dopey show for like 14 years and the Ed came on like year two of the show, late in year one. So, yeah, it's been... Yeah. The baby was all, oh, my God. Yeah, that was what, 2007, I think, when he got the baby on the Dave show? Uh, I don't even know. Because uh, well, we, Dave was on we, Adam Carolla's show in the 2006 area, so I think 2007. Well, I think we started. I think we started this show in 2007, and we didn't start until after the sports contraption was gone. Because that's why we oh, started yeah. it. Because the contraption was gone. So, um, yeah, fucking baby, 16 years old. <laughs> Holy wow! <man. laughs> I'm sure that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I talked to the man. He told me. The Ed knows these things. He keeps track of these things. Yeah. <laughs> well, how old is the Ed now? Like 75? <laughs> I know. He's getting up there. <laughs> uh, I know he was aging backwards yeah. for a while there, but. Yeah, that throws it all off, so now I don't remember what. I think, it, I, think was, I think he was born at 53, so let's do the math there. That's like. Be almost 68. <laughs> He's an old old man. Yeah. No, fifty eight. No, sixty eight. So I I remember back when Feels we like started the, the show. He's slower than the baby. He was about fifty five when we started the show, like around <laughs> that age. Because I remember I was making a uh, McFarland baseball figure. I painted it up to be the Ed, <laughs> and I put fifty five as <laughs> number. That's holy <laughs> one. And uh, holy hell! I'm talking to someone here uh today about like how long ago uh, like a retirement home was built near my apartment and they were like no that's been there for like five years i was like no they just they just built it i remember them building that that was like a year ago (laughs) i I know i mentioned i I think i mentioned this on the show before but uh the other day like a couple weeks back i was i was just looking in the refrigerator on a big bottle of coconut water and I remember I bought it at the Giant Eagle. It was on sale for like a buck. And I remember when I bought it, and I was like, oh, I wonder if it's still good. And I looked at the date, and it's been in there for four years. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> did, I, did I go through like a time warp or something? <laughs> four years. Yeah. Well, it, like Good everything God. that's happened for the last 18 months feels like it's happened in about two days. Because I was trying to think, like, <laughs> there's some, like, houses that have been built by me, too. It's like, those, trying to pinpoint when stuff was built around my apartment. I was like, well, those can't, I remember those being built. And it's like, well, they probably haven't built anything since, like, the pandemic started. So everything's at least 18 months ago. They stopped working on it. Yeah. I don't know. Now, I've lived in Springfield for 10 years next month. It's like, that can't be right. It feels like it's been about four <laughs> days. Or just just wait. Till you guys are still young, comparably. Just wait till you get to be my age. Holy hell. It's even oh, worse. Shit. <laughs> it's all downhill. Yeah. I was thinking the other day, it's like, I moved here when I was 27, and I have done absolutely nothing for 10 years. 
<laughs> you become yep. a fake radio star, Tuffy. In the same boat. Huh? You're a fake radio star. I still haven't watched uh, Twin Peaks. <laughs> still haven't, you know. Speaking of the Twin Peaks, one of the things I was going to do for the show, I was going to put together like a conspiracy segment where I was going to talk about uh, a bunch of random stuff and uh, just various things I saw Ooh. or encountered this week. And I just saw someone discussing Jack Parsons again. And you guys know Jack Parsons, right? The uh, One of the the pioneers in like uh, jet engines and the, the uh, U.S. Air. Oh, program. yeah. The Satan yeah. worshiper. Yeah, yeah. And he was tied in with Aleister Crawley and uh, their group of people. And like he had, he's referenced kind of in Twin Peaks a few times. Mm-hmm. And definitely in the books, like, like the secret history of Twin Peaks, they talk yes. all about him. Yeah, and like one of the one of the reasons people think, uh, oh, by the way, that UFO report came out today. Remember that UFO report we've always been talking about? And I guess it was nine yeah, yeah. pages. <laughs> nine pages. <laughs> and it basically just said everything like we said how they just don't know what it is, but they they've witnessed things that have unusual behavior and they don't know what they are. So that's basically it. But anyway. One of the theories about why UFOs became so prominent in the late 1940s uh, is because Jack Parsons, well, going back to 1919, let's start there, Aleister Crowley contacted an alien named Lamb, L-A-M, and he drew a picture of what Lamb looked like, and it's basically very similar to, like, the gray alien. And he said he encountered him through some occult rituals. He was able to contact this being. And then he, like, closed up the... uh, the riff or whatever, how you the interdimensional, whatever portal or what, however you want to say it. So then you, all these years later, uh, Jack Parsons, you know, studied under Crowley and uh, all their things. And they're always doing these sex magic rituals and everything. So he went out in the desert with a couple other folks and they were doing this ritual and they opened up a, a, another rift, but he never closed it. And that's why the aliens came in. So that's the thing. Oh, but, shit. <laughs> but one of the things about Parsons I was reading about um, one of the guys, all right, th- th- this uh, place they belong to um, with Crowley, it, they, like I said, they're doing a lot of sex magic, and uh, they just banged everybody and anybody. Like, they just were trading <laughs> spouses and everything. So Parsons had a wife, and uh, she went away, like, on a, I don't know, to see family or on a trip or something. And when she came back, he said, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm now I'm banging your 17-year-old sister, and uh, we're a couple. <laughs> so... So, and the sister said, "Yeah, I'm like I'm Jack's wife now. You got to hit the bricks." So then his first wife started just being with another guy in the group, and then they got married and went off and had a kid. And uh, so another person involved in this group was a fellow named L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, I don't know if a lot of people are aware of this. Dun, dun, and, uh, yeah, so L. Ron Hubbard, and uh, for some reason the the younger sister of Parsons' first wife is also attracted to L. Ron Hubbard, which if you, if you ever yeah. saw L. Ron Hubbard, that's difficult <laughs> to believe. But uh, well, he had to have some been, natural charm, I feel like, at some point. I guess. I don't know. But, People uh, say he was a very charming speaker. So uh, Hubbard was with Parsons when he was doing this ritual in the desert and stuff, and um, one of the reasons he was doing this ritual is because he was trying to conjure a elemental woman and Jank in Twin yeah. Peaks, that, that lady mm-hmm. in Season 3 um, who comes out with the bright red hair. Um, I guess it's – who was that, Laura Dern, right? And 
Like, yeah. 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 Like, so that's basically the woman that Parsons summoned, because she was a real lady named Marjorie, shit, I can't remember her last name, but she was like an artist, and she had bright really? hair. So that's who that was based on. But, uh, so after he conjures that woman, he starts having an affair with her, I guess, and then the uh, younger sister of his first wife is banging out on Hubbard, and... Oh, by the way, when he's performing, some of these sex rituals that he would perform uh, basically would involve him just jerking off onto, like, holy tablets or something. And L. Ron <laughs> Hubbard was always – L. Ron Hubbard was always – he was always, like, the spotter. I guess he would have to watch. So L. Ron Hubbard would watch <laughs> him jerk off I'm listening to that part of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess he would take notes. I don't, I, I don't know. But – um, so then L. Ron Hubbard jokes today instead of seven. <laughs> so then L. Ron Hubbard, yeah, because these rituals can last months, I guess. So they like, do them every day and all this stuff. But anyway, so eventually L. Ron Hubbard then like cheated Parsons because they he they had some they cooked up some scheme where they uh, Par, uh, Hubbard convinced Parsons that to buy three yachts to sell them through the Panama Canal and to sell them for a profit or something like that. I don't know. And so Parsons went along with this, but then uh, um, Hubbard just took one of the yachts with the, the younger uh, sister of his first, of Parsons' first wife, and he, he stole a bunch of money from Parsons, and he was just going to scoot around the world on a world round, like trip. But then Parsons summoned some evil demon to like prevent them from leaving, so there's a bad storm, and and they had to come back to port, and then like he all, they got into a big argument and everything, and I guess they parted ways. But uh, so then, when it came when it came to light that Hubbard had, because this was before Scientology, so years later when it came out that Hubbard had cheated Parsons and uh, been all shady and whatnot, Hubbard Scientology released a press release saying that Hubbard was actually working undercover for the Navy because uh, they wanted him to bring down Parsons' black cult ritual sex magic uh, cabal. And he was working undercover to rescue the young sister of his first wife. So see, <laughs> Hubbard was just a hero all along. He wasn't doing anything <laughs> untoward. <laughs> but yeah, so, was that so Black Hawk coach. He's all an undercover <laughs> act. That's right. The Navy put him there. So uh, eventually, Parsons' life. He he stayed with that Marjorie. I think maybe Collins might be her name, Marjorie Collins. But anyway, they were still a couple. Until one day, because uh, he had all these different businesses and he was involved in all this kind of stuff with jet engines and explosives and all this So a, a surprise order came in for a rush order from explosives came in. So he went to mix up the explosives on his own. I guess he made them in his basement or something. I don't know. <laughs> and he and he ended up blowing himself up. He he was mixing like mercury and something else in a coffee can, and they say he dropped the coffee can, <laughs> and that caused the explosion. And uh, he was still alive. Like, it blew off his legs and his arm and it punctured a hole in his face. And he was still Ooh. alive when they found him. And he died, like, 30 minutes later when they, by the time they got him to the hospital. But he didn't die instantly. So he was kind of suffering there. In the Yikes. That would suck. Yeah. Um, some people think he may have been mm-hmm. killed because they're like, could he really just drop a coffee can of mercury? Like, so they think, like, explosives were planted in the, his workshop and to blow him up and um, so I, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, hmm. this one, one of the stories I encountered this week, good old Jack Parsons. 
and L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah. So, I believe it. it. So if those aliens show up July 18th, like we mentioned, you can blame Jack Parsons for leaving that interdimensional <laughs> Close your rift. damn rifts. Yes, you got to close the rifts. If uh, you want the, uh, some L. Ron Hubbard-related entertainment, go listen to the Dead Authors podcast episode with L. Ron Hubbard. Okay. It's very funny. It's hosted by Paul F. Tompkins, and Andy Daly plays L. Ron Hubbard on it. <laughs> oh, so they're like doing reenactments? <laughs> yeah, it's like a comedy podcast. Paul F. Tompkins is H.P. Uh, Wells is the host, and he time travels to bring these other authors in for interviews. Okay. So <laughs> they, they mentioned the sex magic portion, I know. Yeah. Nice. It's very funny. You got to. That's his whole shtick. <laughs> yeah, but like it's season three of Twin Peaks, there's some sex magic going on there, right? When uh, hell yeah, when they uh, yeah, like uh, the Coop, Night Watchman yeah, kid, Coop, and that's right. I forgot about that. And then when Cooper goes with yeah. uh, is that with Laura Dern? Then at the end, do they go to that hotel or yeah? And neither of them were into it at all. <laughs> it was just weird. Yeah. <laughs> that's ritualistic yeah. sex magic. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. And if you look if you look closely in the corner, L. Ron Hubbard taking notes while that's going on. So, <laughs> Tuffy, see what you're missing with the Twin Peaks. You gotta you gotta watch the Twin Peaks. Let's go. Yeah, it works yeah. on so many levels. Well, I gotta find someone else who wants to do magic so I can jerk off on some tablets while I watch. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you get good at splash guard in that in that tablet. <laughs> Um, (laughs) Well, I'm trying to think uh, One of the other stories I saw uh, Some French engineer guy Thinks he cracked the case of the Zodiac Killer He uh, Decoded one of his ciphers And He says the guy is a fellow named Lawrence Kane Also Lawrence uh, K He's also known as And I think he was born Lawrence Klein And he changed his name, but anyway um, he was always considered, a lot of people considered him a suspect for Zodiac. And this guy says that he cracked this code that no one had ever cracked before. And in it, he says, my name is, and he, there's letters like K-A-N-R or something. But he says, well, it was a typo. <laughs> so it's really <laughs> But, but he, he says he cracked it. And, like, the, the Zodiac screwed up uh, when he was doing the code. <laughs> but so, I don't know. But other people say, no, he didn't crack shit. Uh, he just was. He knows that that K guy existed, so he kind of like went looking for that name, and he found it. And so I don't. Know. Hmm. But this but, is an actual segment that they were never able to decode. Like that much is true that there is this segment they don't know what it says. Yeah, like there's always debate about who can break this code. Because I, I guess he did a lot of like little ciphers and whatnot, and this one's like 13 characters and. Um, people couldn't figure it out, and I don't know. I, I guess there's two key ones that they can't figure out. I, I, I'm not too up on the Zodiac, but... Um, I feel like computers should be able to figure that out by now. They can run through think. all the combinations and figure that out. Also, this guy, uh, this engineer fella, he says he, uh, he just read about the Zodiac recently, and he heard about this cipher that hadn't been decoded, and he said he was just obsessed with it until he cracked it. And it took him two weeks two weeks and keep in mind there's people been working on this for many many years <laughs> but he comes yeah, along decades. 
<laughs> he cracked. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's like there's a uh, thing called the Voynich Manuscript. It's like an old yes. book written in some sort of codex that nobody solved for hundreds of years now. Yeah. At some point you figure maybe it's just gibberish. <laughs> there was no method to that madness. I was I was yeah. trying to come up with a joke for like say it was actually the original script for like a bad TV show, but I just blanked. I couldn't come up with anything. <laughs> think of any any TV shows. <laughs> I was just trying to think of some damn like terrible movie we watched recently. And I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> I'm very old. very old. That's what J.J. Yeah. Abrams used to plot out the Star, Star yeah. Wars sequel. <laughs> there you go. Ah. There you go. That Suck it, Abrams. Um, what else? Uh, other stories. I saw uh, Subway tuna sandwiches don't have tuna in them. That was oh, something else I saw. <laughs> I guess someone's suing what them. What do they, they have in no them? Tuna. Well, they ran DNA tests, and they said, whatever it is, it ain't tuna. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> Probably some kind of fish. Yeah, keep an eye on that. Maybe guppies. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Maybe just gym mass. Yeah, some tadpoles. <laughs> machine. So, all right, well, let's just talk about the chill factor. I'm sure that's what everyone bought the tickets for. They want to hear about the chill oh, factor. Oh, yeah. So... As we've discussed, Jank just picked it because he liked the cover, the poster of a guy with a nice sickle <laughs> through his head. And yep. I expected a fun slasher, like people getting cooled and killed in like, you know, crazy ice related ways, but really that never happens. <laughs> the deaths that do happen are largely confusing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, like we said, there is there are no famous people in this whatsoever, right? Like, there's no one. Like, you go on IMDb, they don't even have pictures next to their names. None of them. Like, it's just, <laughs> wow. It's, it's basically, yeah, there's it's nobody I recognize at all. It's basically a cast of, like, Twitter egg profiles, you know, with a little egg next to their name. That's all this is, yeah. it's a cast <laughs> in the Twitter world. <laughs> I know the one guy kind of looked like a uh, like a chubbier Judge Reinhold, so I was calling him Fudge Reinhold. <laughs> Jeez, your eye That's pretty good. <laughs> Jack's writing material while he's watching the movie. Good job. I had to do uh, something. There wasn't anything going on in the movie. <laughs> so uh, how how does it start out there, Jack? Uh, tell us the opening scene. Uh, well, it starts out with some voiceover by I guess an old lady <laughs> who's clearly one yeah, of the very, one of these six people. <laughs> A very old lady who uh, apparently has been a chain smoker for the last 40 years. Yeah. Yeah, she's led a hard life. Yes. Just tell by the voice. And it all started here. The night it all changed. Yeah, we we see a lot of really cool snowmobiling footage. I don't know. know. Or at least people in snowmobiles are coming toward the camera, right? They're just like coming... In a snowy land. Yeah, our, basically our our cast is like six characters, um, three different couples. Uh, I forget all the relations. Like there's a brother and a sister, it's very confusing. and they each it's have very a boyfriend and a or girlfriend. <laughs> and then they have yeah, a buddy so, who's got a black girlfriend that they make sure they mention. <laughs> yes, so I wish I I would have cut up the audio clip for like the intro of this voiceover <laughs> because it is so bizarre. She's giving these details. 
and she just randomly says, and uh, I don't know what the guy's name is, Pete. He started dating a black girl, and then we got like, wait, what? <laughs> it just comes out like the way she says yeah. it. It's so weird. <laughs> it is. It's kind of out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like the main guy, I think his name is Tom, and yeah, he is dating the narrator, who Jeannie. of course we're there. I'm sorry, what's her name? Jeannie. Jeannie. Okay, Jeannie's like this blonde girl. And, uh, again, they're all in, like, their 20s or whatever. And um, then we have Tom's sister, and she's dating a guy. uh, What's her name? Karen. (laughs) Karen. (laughs) Yeah, Karen. I remember that one. And she's dating a guy named Chris, I believe, who wants to be – he's trying to be a doctor maybe, going to med school or something. And he seems like a dick. But not quite as big of a dick as Tom. They're all just a bunch of assholes. Uh, but the other guy is a football player, and we know he's a football player because mm-hmm. he, he mentioned it like a thousand times that he's a football player. And <laughs> yeah, he, not that it really he's comes the one who, play. He's the one who's dating the black girl, and her name is Lissy, I think, or Lissa, or something like that. <laughs> and and she was easily the best looking girl in this cast, right? Because, right. yeah, it's not a lot to get excited about here. Um, Clear one, no. two, three. You got <laughs> Lissa and then Jeannie and then the sisters, like, eh, a little ways down, I feel. <laughs> She's the one you so, get to see the most naked, though. Like, you get some side boob. Yeah. yeah, you do get to see side boob, like, twice in this movie, so that's something. If you're into side boob. Yeah. <laughs> this is your side fault. boob and snowmobiling. This is for you. Uh, so, all right. So, yeah, the narration. Oh, well, Jake, while she's narrating, like you were saying, this is the night everything changed and all this other kind of stuff. Somebody just goes flying off a snowmobile and goes right into a tree. <laughs> and it was pretty awesome. <laughs> yep. <laughs> is that at the beginning or is that after they go to the bar? That They show it at the beginning. Right at the beginning, ah. someone goes into the tree. Then they show it later <laughs> on. Like, they're flashing it, they're jumping ahead, later kind of like framing better. the story a little bit. Yep. But, um, yeah, that, okay. like, it looked so ridiculous, I had to rewind it and watch it again. And it's just like I watched it about light, three times. <laughs> lifeless so body flying through the air, and it goes right into a tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so once we see that, then we cut to the bar scene where, um, like, two racist dudes are just, make, like, trying to hit on uh, Lissy. And, uh, the acting in this scene was god-awful. <laughs> Nobody oh, really, could read just, their lines in any. <laughs> well, yeah, really, I think more so than this scene, Jake, ever before. Just this scene? You had to differentiate <laughs> this scene from the rest of the movie? <laughs> because, well, those I drunk think, guys, like, were pretending to be drunk, and it was I wasn't buying it. You can't play drunk convincingly, like, that's a problem. Was this also the bad ADR stuff with the drunk guy, too, where they had the <laughs> yeah. the voice was looped over? Uh, yep. they, they also had some really award-winning uh, voiceovers at the end of the film as well, when the guy's talking to the cops. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But at least that one I could understand. Like, they're shooting it outside. They might not have the audio equipment to record that. The bar one is just in a bar. I guess they must have not. Maybe they were just in a bar, so they couldn't tell everyone to keep it down. 
Yeah. They didn't have permits or anything. <laughs> so, yeah, the two uh, like uh, racist fellas, um, they call her a not-so-good word, and then um, yeah. the big football player comes over. And he, at first he's trying to be real nice with them, but then he just, like, breaks their hands and punches them or something. I don't know. What does he do, Tang? <laughs> yeah. He just, like, roughs them he up. He catches uh, a punch. Yep. And then I think the other guy catches one of the redneck guys trying to reach for a knife in his pocket and, like, stabs him, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that guy's yeah, hand was like, bloody after that. Like yeah, like he grabbed himself. the knife in his hand or something. Yeah, something yeah. like <laughs> So th- those two guys get kicked out of the bar, and the waitress is, like, um, all thankful for them for kicking them out of the bar. So she goes over to say thanks, and that this round's on me. And... um then we get like the introduction to all the characters, and because they just go around. And they're arguing about who has a faster snowmobile. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> the, that's the big argument between Tom and Chris, and because uh, it sounds like Tom has really souped up his snowmobile, and he's like, you know, you'll yeah, never. One of them says, you know, his is better at navigating from point A to point B, and the other guy says, but mine has more straight line speed. Isn't that the same thing as point A to point B? <laughs> no, one says I can navigate from one place to another quickest, like it's more maneuverable, it can get, you know, along a route, okay. I think is the idea. The other one says All if right. it's a drag race, mine's just outright faster. And they're like, well, we have nowhere, we, where can we do? There's nowhere we can run straight ahead like that much speed. And the waitress says, oh, there's an old abandoned lake somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Black Friar lake. lake, but they just call it Black Lake. Black Lake, and uh, so they're like, "Oh yeah, let's do it." But there's it's also about some thirty craziness. miles north of there. Well, it's tough. He's taking directions in case he wants to go. Sit. Maybe go water skiing on Black <laughs> Lake. <laughs> go. Yeah. But there's also some weird stuff here in the bar because, uh, like, when Tom goes up to the bar with his sister to like order drinks, uh, what'd you say the girlfriend's name is? Margie or <laughs> Debbie or? Jeannie. 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 Jeannie looks over and she sees Tom, her boyfriend, with his hand on his sister's ass. That's a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff with them, too. strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a line later on where it's like, ooh, I don't like that. So, all right, so our uh, cast of characters here, they all put on their, their toques. And their winter jackets. Also, did you guys think it? that the uh, the that bartender lady was like trying to kill them? Like, <laughs> I thought she was going to be a bigger part of this. Like, she was in on it, or like she was the killer, or something. But she kept giving them weird looks. Yeah, that would have made more sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like she tells them to go up there so they can like kill them, you know. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. so much. Uh, so they go out to race their snowmobiles, and they race them good. And Tom wins, and uh, Chris falls off his snowmobile, but he just rolls in the snow. Tom mm-hmm. falls off his snowmobile. He goes flying through the air right into a tree, like we saw before. It's an epic fall. Yeah. Yeah. It is It is pretty awesome. I got it. It is pretty awesome. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> it looked like there was something wrong with his elbow, while he, even when he was just in the air. Like, he hasn't even hit anything yet. It looks like his elbow is, like, poking out of the, the, his arm. Like, the bone is just sticking out. 
Well, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's just a mannequin. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe it, it very well could have been. <laughs> but uh, it, it's kind of like whenever uh, a stunt went wrong on Super Dave Osborne, like they would just have like the, <laughs> the, the clear, the obvious dummy getting smushed, <laughs> kind of like flying through the air. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, so Tom, Chris, of course, is a doctor, so he knows immediately that Tom's in trouble, and that yeah. he's in shock. He's don't really touch in him. Shock. Yeah, don't touch him. <laughs> and uh, he's probably got a concussion and uh, some abrasions, some lacerations. And <laughs> <laughs> Fancy words that all mean he's fucked up. <laughs> Maybe some contusions. <laughs> a sprain or two. So uh, they say, "Hey, we got to go get help." But and they're like, "Well, we got we can't just leave him here because he's in shock. He could die. So we got to go try and uh, I don't know get him somewhere." So they load him up on a on another snowmobile. Oh, you know another great part about the uh, voiceover at the beginning that I f- forgot when that lady's talking. She was saying mm-hmm. that Tom was such a hot college boy. She couldn't believe it. It was like a dream. And then she went around introducing everyone else. And then when she was talking about herself, she said something like, and no one could ride a snowmobile better than me. A sled. A sled better than me. Yeah, a sled. No, no, one, <laughs> no one could drive a sled better than me. She's aces on a sled. Keep that in mind. <laughs> that comes back at the end. But all right. Yeah. So, uh, tell she's, me, then she's they just good at everything. Like, she's amazing at cards. She's amazing at driving a snowmobile. And, and there don't she get can. her anywhere near an archaic Ouija board as things get strange. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so, so, Tuffy, they load the, the uh, dead – well, he's, he's not dead yet, but he, he's really roughed up. They, they load him up on their snowmobile, and they take him. They find a cabin somewhere off in the snow, right? They just yeah. find this cabin. Yeah, they see like, it. Uh, They're confusing because they did, I thought, a mile and a half straight across the lake, but then somehow they ran into trees. Because they oh, they set the they set the race course by the third guy saying, "I'll ride straight ahead for a minute because that should be about a mile and a half." So you would have thought he would have avoided like a bunch of trees on the race course, but because then they see this cabin like off the side of the lake or something. Yeah, so they go to the cabin, but Jank, this isn't just an ordinary cabin. It seems like there's some shenanigans going on here back in the day, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's some kind of creepy camp that was going on here run by, like, religious people. Uh, they okay. find, like, a weird picture. Yeah. And, and like, the so picture... Something about, uh, keep the beast in the field or something like that. We're like, oh, no, that's no, right. That sound good. <laughs> that's not a euphemism. <laughs> no, it's, it's, about the, uh, it's about the Satan. Keep the Satan in the field. Keep him away from you. But uh, yeah. but I guess this campground was taken over by a satanic cult, and they had been performing rituals and all kind of stuff. So, but they don't know that yet, and neither do we, the nope. viewer, because the the movie would be way more interesting if we knew that sooner. Like I don't know, <laughs> yeah. forty minutes sooner. But uh, so for the next like twenty minutes, uh-huh. it's them trying to take care of Tom. So yeah. if yep. you're a big. If you're a big fan of movies, uh, it's like, huh, oh, why don't they make more movies about first aid? I really want to see a first aid movie. <laughs> uh, this is where so Lisa has There's to just... take off her skirt and then turns away from the camera to take her shirt yes. off. 
and pulls her like leotard back over everything. Yes, because I got to tell you that that Lissy, <laughs> she looked really good in her little snow outfit. Like it's a really tight leotard. Yeah, and she looked really good. And you're like, oh, she's going to take her shirt off. This will be nice. No, no, no. Don't see a damn thing. <laughs> no. Sorry. It's nice for the fireplace, not for us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they're bandaging up Tom. Um, you know, they take his one glove off, and it looks like a, his his bones are, like, sticking out of his hand, right? And and the one guy goes, <laughs> yeah. oh, don't worry. It's probably, it's probably worse, not as bad as it looks. Because, <laughs> you know. Well, it's okay if they're on the outside. They don't have to be on the inside of your hand. It's not as bad as it looks. Don't worry. Well, he's probably got so many worse problems than, like, the hand is the least of his worries at this point. He's going to die. <laughs> so uh, what happens? I guess the big football player decides to go get help, right? Like, eventually he says, I'm going to yeah. go get help. He's going to get on the and snowmobile, try to get back to town. And get some help. And Lissy doesn't get want him to go by himself. And he's like, yeah, but I'll be quicker if I'm by myself. With I don't want you with me, you know. And and she says, what if you get lost? And he says, I won't get lost. I'm a football player. I always know how to find the end zone. And that's like football player reference 987 during the film. And we get like 13 <laughs> more before. But, yeah, he this guy plays football, if you haven't heard. <laughs> find the end zone. So he gets on a snowmobile and he leaves. And what happens then, Jank? I don't even know. Just want to get the Ouija uh, board out? Yeah, I think this is about then. They're like, well, oh, yeah, we have some cards. We could bet on that. And then they're like, no, here's this old Ouija board we found. Let's like use it like a roulette wheel and just bet on which one it lands in. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, I guess the, that's right. The sister went to explore the cabin, and she found, like, um, some box up on a shelf. And it was pretty cool because she reached up to get the box, and it fell on her head. And she screamed. And she's like, ah. And that was, that was pretty good. And then uh, so she brought it out, and they're looking at the old pictures, and they bring out this old, like, it's a metal. looks like a metal Ouija board with, like, a big, uh, but it's got, like, a, a big spike in the middle. You spin it around, and uh, it yeah. goes to letters. And whether something or like evil is on there, or something. And there's like a big eyeball in the middle, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's something. I think Tom might have woken up by this point too. Oh well, yeah, well, yeah. Tom he was just kind of started... squeezing hands. Yeah, he wasn't yeah, doing much cause, yet. Because Jeannie could feel his fingers move, and she's talking to him. And she's like, "Oh, he can. He's, he's starting to wake up." So then uh, Lissy grabs his toe, and she says. It, it, how, let's check your feet. Can you move your toe, the one I'm holding? And he does. So what does she do? She claps really loud in his face and says, all right. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Calm down, let's see. Well, even better is, like, they're they're kneeling over him, and the one guy is, like, yeah. uh, telling Jeannie, like, hey, he's probably going to die. Don't get too excited. <laughs> <laughs> he's not long for this world. I can hear you, jerks. <laughs> but, but yeah, so he's kind of waking up, but he's not like fully, you know, back into it yet. Um, so they they bust out the Ouija board, and I don't know. Jeannie starts telling stories about it because she says that oh, we shouldn't do this. We shouldn't play with this. This this doesn't look like it's a game. We shouldn't monkey with it. But of course, the others are always like, "Oh, come on, it'll be fun. It'll be great." 
Yet even though, like, because then Lissy's grandmother apparently had one just like this. <laughs> so that's that's yeah. disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this isn't something put out by Milton Bradley. You know, you can't just or Parker Brothers. You can't pick this up at KB's. No, like, so her grandmother yeah, had a real lady. eyeball in there. <laughs> yeah. So she knows all about this as well, and then Jeannie's telling her we got to hold our hands together or, or like touch our fingers or I don't know and think. And basically, she like kind of orgasms while they're doing this, right? Like she got really into it. She yeah. was really. <laughs> she was like uh, Barry Gibb riding that flying motorcycle last week. <laughs> Right. <laughs> on Megaforce. Similar sensations. <laughs> um, so I can't even remember what they asked the board or what they spun it with, but while they're uh, doing all that, we get a cut back to the football player riding the snowmobile, and then we get a cut to some barbed wire stretch out between fence posts. <laughs> and then we cut mm-hmm. to the snowmobile guy, and then Jeannie having her orgasm, doing the thing, and <laughs> All kind of stuff's going crazy. <laughs> and then we cut back to the snowmobile guy, and he runs neck first into the barbed wire. I, I have no idea what he was thinking. <laughs> what he was thinking <laughs> yeah, yeah it's wire. not like it was camouflaged at all. It was just right there. It, it, yeah, and it wasn't really <laughs> it was just snowing that. that hard. It, like, if it was a blizzard no. condition or something, maybe, but, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so then when he yeah, falls off, Yeah, I guess off, I got the impression dead. that the ghost, or whatever this evil spirit is, is fucking with them, kind of like uh, like a Final Destination type situation, where it's just kind of manipulating things so that they get killed. Yeah, because like, so as, as, as soon as he gets knocked off the snowmobile, he's obviously dead, and I, I think she finally, you know, finishes. And then we get like a cutscene <laughs> to like... Uh, like a, a weeping Jesus or something. Like oh, it's like he's like yeah. he looks real sad. Yeah. And then Tom. <laughs> he hates when people orgasm. And then Tom starts like convulsing in front of the fire. Like he's like ah. So I, I think at that moment, what's going on is a demon's going into his body. He's getting possessed by a demon. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and again, this is like fifty minutes into the film. So, yeah. yeah. And the, and the movie's an hour and 25 minutes. And this is, like, no joke, 45, 50 minutes into the film. That was bad so, planning on their part. Because it's really yeah. just like a weird survival <laughs> in the in the tundra movie for the first 40 minutes. It's a first day to and it was for awful. the first 35 minutes. And then it's <laughs> yeah. a horror film in the last, like, 25. But, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so then I guess what happens there? Cause they, obviously they don't know the football player's dead. So, uh, like how did that little Ouija board session end? Did they just think, Oh, something weird's happening or. I think they just kind of got up and walked away and started wandering around. Yeah. The first, they wanted to go bang. <laughs> oh, well, that, well, I think yeah, first uh, Tommy uh, wakes up, right? Like he wakes all the way up and they're like, Oh, Hey, you're alive. That's cool. Yeah, I think so. And uh, there's some more weird stuff with him and the sister where uh, he says something like, oh, oh he... a sweet sister, like, I'll give you a pain in the ass. I'm like, Ooh. Yes. <laughs> I don't like where this yes. is going. <laughs> yeah. Clearly a blatant <laughs> anal sex joke, right, that he said? I'll give you a yeah. pain. And, uh, and the sister just kind of like, I don't know, acts weird, and she walks away. She goes to bang uh, her boyfriend, Chris, and it looks mm-hmm. like, oh, we're, we're going to get some nudity here, finally. And uh, yeah. he, t- he takes her bra off. She's on top of him. 
But the way they take her bra off is in such a way that they make sure they never show any breast. <laughs> they, like, move the bra yeah. carefully in front of the breast. <laughs> you can't even see anything. It's like, oh, all right. Thanks. <laughs> That's what kind of movie this is, huh? Yes. If you're making a god-awful slasher horror film, at least have the decency to show some breasts. Really. Is it that part? Yeah, that's expected. <laughs> that's what expected so when you have a bunch for. of, like, no-name actors, what else are you hiring these people for? Yeah. And, and by, and by the way, these people are going to go on like, and win Oscars. They've got to worry about this shameful part of their past. Were Chris and the, his, his, the sister, were they even in another room, or were they just off in a corner banging like rabbits? I think they were in another room, but I'm not 100. percent Yeah, I wasn't sure. There either. was not a lot of establishing shots of you know, what the layout of this place was like, but I'm assuming it was another room. Because, like, I guess Jeannie would just slept by uh, Tom, like his bed, his bedside or his bench side or whatever, while he was yeah. in there in front of the fireplace. Um, and then Lissy, um, you know, her her boyfriend was not there. He was, you know, dead. <laughs> by the barbed wire, <laughs> but so she goes off and she starts wandering around the, the little cabin area. It's like a big well, cabin. Tom is like, like Tom is being a dick to her too now. Like he's just being a dick to everybody. Oh. He's like, oh yeah, your your boyfriend's probably out making out with some blonde chick. Yeah, some hot <laughs> blonde. Yeah. yeah. So explain what happens, uh, Tuffy. Would you like to explain what happens to Lissy? I would like to, but I don't know if I. Can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's off Might in a room. And then there's like this shadowy thing kind of antagonizing her. And then like a ceiling fan comes and chops her up, I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like lowers like shadow. all the way down. We we see the shadowy figure, like we'll see his arm and like long pointy fingers, like some sort of a demon type creature, and he like commands the ceiling fan to get lower and to keep spinning and to apparently move closer to the wall where Lissy is standing and just chops her up with the ceiling fan. Yeah. It didn't seem to be going that fast. No. (laughs) And ceiling fans usually aren't like sharpened blades. No. Well, well, at at the satanic ritual camps, they are. You know, at Black uh, Devil (laughs) Camp or whatever, they, they are. (laughs) Uh, So, but like Was that just a demon Like a shadow creature Or are we supposed to believe Like Tom got up in the middle of the night When Jeannie was sleeping and did this I think it's like a spirit hmm. thing Still it hasn't fully inhabited Tom maybe Yeah Because they do make a point of saying that Jeannie She said she slept She like slept like a log Or she slept through the night or whatever so that kind of made me think maybe Tom was able to get up and do this, but I have no idea. I, don't think <laughs> I feel like she was like sleeping with her head on Tom, which is probably a bad it idea. It seemed that way. That gravely injured. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Lissy got destroyed by a ceiling fan, and then <clears throat> um, after uh, Chris gets done making the sweet, sweet love to his girlfriend, uh, Tom's sister, he gets up out of bed. To go walking around, I guess, because that's what you do after you have the sex. Yeah. You get up and you walk around, and yeah. he he discovers Lissy, right? 
Does I think he? So. He ends up outside somehow. I don't remember why. Yeah, he he sees Listy, and like I guess he gets freaked out. I don't. Maybe he goes outside to get some air because he's like freaking out or something. Or I, I don't know. I can't remember either. I was busting gems. I was throwing money trying to win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I was applying for loans to try and get Oscar. And filling so, out a FAFSA form. Yes. So he uh he goes outside and he looks up and there's a big icicle about to fall and he goes, Ooh, that's close I and it misses him. Then he and then he looks up again and there's like another icicle. I don't know. <laughs> Were, they, were there three there originally, or did they just keep forming quickly? I, I don't know. No, I thought there were more. There was more than one there. Okay, so then yeah, another icicle falls and conks him on the head and like knocks him back on the on his back in the snow, and then Jank take it away because this is what made us watch the movies. <laughs> yeah, I guess this is the scene that was on the poster, even though he's yeah. not wearing the helmet. But uh, he does the the last uh, icicle does fall and get him right in the eye. Um, and this is probably the best effect in the whole movie. <laughs> it actually looked pretty decent. Right away, I'm thinking of Christmas Story when Ralphie tries to say an icicle hit him in the eye. <laughs> and, you know, shoot your eye out. It's an icicle. Yep. Um, yeah, right through his head, <laughs> pins him to the ground. So then we cut in uh, to the cabin again, and Tom is up now, and he's, He's talking well to Jeannie, and they're, like, you know, getting along. Hey, what's going on? But then the sister wakes up. She gets out of bed, and she's asking if they've seen Chris. And Tom says, oh, he, I think he went to go get Lissy because, you know, he likes to have some dark meat once in a while. What a dick. <laughs> yeah. Tom guy. Holy hell. This demon is racist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and even though, like, I guess I was trying to think, like, why did they – have the, they went out of their way to have him have a black girlfriend at the beginning? I guess it was to show like they could stand up for us or oh we like these people they're good people. But even though they stood up for the racist, they're still awful people. Like they just seem like terrible people, right? I mean, yeah, like, they just seem like douchebags. Yeah. And then even even the football Not player, very like, relatable. It, he even makes a joke about his girlfriend, like oh I can't believe it, I got the only black girl who can't sing or something like that. It's like oh okay, so maybe. <laughs> yeah. You guys still are kind of racist. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, so anyway, uh, the sister goes to look for Lissy and Chris. And while she's doing that, Tom tells Jeannie, I feel great. I feel awesome. Yeah. Take off my bandages. Off. I don't even need this shit. Yeah, like the, remember how the bones are out of his hand? Nope, his hand's back to normal. Fresh as a daisy. No problems there. They take off the head bandage, his head's healed, and he's also super horny. And he says, Jeannie, get that top off. But whatever you do, don't show the camera. And she's like, okay. And that's what happens. They, uh, yeah. They have the sex, and we still don't get to see a damn thing. So, all right. It's downright ridiculous. During the sex, you get, like, avoid the nudity. Yeah, and then during the sex, you get, like, cut-ins where Tom is thinking about Lissa, and then he's thinking about Karen. Yeah, his sister, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, not yet, because something else happens before those flashbacks. First, Karen, the sister, when she's looking for Lissy and Chris, she goes into a uh, 
that same place where she had found the box earlier on the shelf, and she stands up on a stool because I guess she thought maybe Lissa and Chris were on a shelf. And she said, I better climb up and look for them on the shelf. And then also, this reminded me of, uh, what was that movie with Jamie Lee Carrotrain? Remember the Jamie yeah. Tur- when that kid gets killed by the drapes? Remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he started spinning. Because, <laughs> Jank, ex- explain how Karen dies here. I, what are those things, and how does she die? I don't understand. <laughs> I think it's a I volleyball net. Tell. It looks like a, yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Oh, okay. It, it looks eventually like a volleyball net. So it must have been like a sports, you know, recreation room where they kept all okay. the supplies, and she just got caught up in a volleyball net and hung herself. Yes, yes. <laughs> so now she's dead. Lissy's dead, and, and now Tom sees them. Like, well, he's banging his uh, girlfriend. Oh, by the way, he turned her over to do this part of it, and he's banging her. Yeah. And, uh, and she was asleep, I think, by this point. And he's she was like, yeah, I'm out. I got mine. And he's fantas he's fantasizing about <laughs> Lissa and uh, Karen. And again, it looks like they're going to get naked for us. They start taking off their clothes. But nope, don't see a damn thing either here either. <laughs> Nothing but shadows. And, well, we get to huh. see his long nails that he has now for some reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. so he does have long nails? So I guess that was his hand yeah. when he was uh, the well, shadow he didn't of his hand. long nails then yet. I didn't think. Oh, well, Yeah, so I don't think he had them by then. Well, I was going to say the demon was still out of his body, but the demon was in his body at that point, right? Because that was after he was convulsing and everything. So I don't know. Um, yeah. Confused. <laughs> well, thought or thought out. That's more clarity in these shitty movies. <laughs> but, uh, so then, uh, they wake up, like, he just bangs Jeannie, and then that's it. He doesn't kill her or anything, right? So, uh, Jeannie wakes up the next day, and she's like, oh, I, he sure did give it to me good last night. And then she <laughs> goes over, and she, does she start talking to, like, the Ouija board or something? Uh, yeah, I think first she finds a couple of the dead bodies, maybe. Oh, and yeah, then she's she talks to the Ouija board. Tom kill him. Yeah, she says, like, who did this? And, like, it spells out Tom. And then she goes, why? <laughs> why would he and do point this? To evil. Yeah, evil. And then she has the Ouija board. What should I do? <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> she say, like, and then the Ouija board says, get the hell out of here or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> she has to wait for the Ouija board. Or something? Says, Leave. Get out of here. Time yeah, to put so those sled skills to work. So what was Tom doing while she was, like, doing all this? Like, what, where was he? Uh, well, this is when he's back in the other room, like, drinking a soda or something, because she finds him <laughs> after she leaves. Like, I just remember her hopping on the snowmobile, and then he's right behind her and, like, tries to grab her shoulder, and she takes off. Cause no one's when she's running out, she bed. looks in, like, another room, <laughs> and Tom's in there with, like, a robe and a long fingernails and stuff. Oh, that's right. He's, like, looking at a calendar, right, of all the kids' pictures or something, and he's like, yeah. I killed you, I killed you, I killed you, or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so now we get a big snowmobile chase. Because Tom, the evil dead demon, gets on a snowmobile, and he's chasing her on her snowmobile. But no one's better than her on a sled, so he's having trouble keeping up with her. 
And uh, it, it goes on for a good bit because I mean I was busting a lot of gems yeah. the over there, still chasing each other. <laughs> for a movie that's there's another... an hour twenty-five yeah. and spends fifty minutes on first aid, this snowmobile ride felt like it was like thirty <laughs> minutes long. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean I, I dropped twenty bucks, look over, still doing it. Drop another twenty, look over, still doing it, and uh, still didn't get Oscar. Didn't get that snowmobile raced on. But eventually, when it ends. Uh, I don't. Jank, explain when it ends. <laughs> uh, there's a guy um, in like a track machine. Uh, it's got you know I forget what I don't know what you call that type of machine, but I have no idea. Either. These track wheels. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even know if it had what a plow in the front though. Yeah. Yeah, it had like tank treads, and uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what I guess is it used. I guess it's a snowplow of some sort used for clearing the slopes. <laughs> I don't know. But... Or maybe it's just out there looking for people who got stuck, and you know, it's the one vehicle that kind of travels well in these types of terrains. I don't know. Well, but uh, this guy's coming. So uh, Jeannie, she's driving. She kind of gets away from this guy. She jags over, gets away from this guy who's coming in his his machine here. Uh, but Tom does not. <laughs> he ends up duffing it. Uh, ends up in the snow right in front of this guy as he's driving by. And it looks like he's basically in the middle of the tank treads where he shouldn't get run over at all, but somehow then it cuts to him getting run over completely and just getting smushed. And this again, also this reminded me of the Austin oh, ahead, Power. Like, this must be where Austin Powers stole that uh, <laughs> that scene from where they're slowly inching towards the guy they're going to run over. Yeah, this guy's going like five miles an hour tops. And and my favorite part is when he's running the demon Tom over, he like looks out the window, like leans out the window and like looks down and he's still running him over. Yeah. And then like like the actual running over of demon Tom, at least 15 seconds of like just running him over. Yeah, it's like he and was looking down to make sure he was the wheel getting all of them. Point, like, yeah, he was really trying to make sure he ran him over. Yeah, because you think he would have stopped if he felt like he hit something. Nope, he just kept mm-hmm. on going. And then eventually, well, he also, finally... Oh, go ahead, Tubby. He could have stopped at literally any point. Like, if he stopped yes. pressing whatever the accelerator is, it would have stopped yes. immediately there. It's not like it was going to keep yes. skidding out of control. Exactly. And he smushes them. And, like, when he finally runs him over, then Tom and, like, Tom catches on fire? He, run, he runs over the sled, <laughs> too. He runs over Tom and the snowmobile, and when he's a good 20 feet past both of them, the snowmobile blows up. Yeah. And, and then the demon There's Tom, a big like, explosion. stands up. Like, he's, and he's on fire, and he's walking around when he's on fire, though, right? Yeah. Well, and this was played out because it's the the snowcat driver and genie are standing there watching Tom on fire. And it's in slow motion because I'm assuming the stunt didn't last as long as they were hoping. (laughs) So they just slowed the film down. Yeah, you got to be careful with that kind of stuff. Hey, hey, Tuffy, (laughs) by the the way, I'm watching old wrestling, you know, every day. I'm back to watching old WWE, and uh, I'm watching like 92, 1992, Papa Shango. And I saw one the other yeah. day where he he, he, he uh, <clears throat> was fighting a fella, and he knocked the guy down in the ring, 
and he did some voodoo chant, and the guy's feet caught on fire. The bottoms of his shoes <laughs> on fire. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> but it reminded me yeah. of Demon Tom being set on fire. So does Demon Tom, like, just fall in the snow dead then? Or does he burst into, like, explode? Or I can't even remember. I think so. And then Jeannie just gets on. <laughs> There's another voiceover where she's, she says something like, all I could do was run. It's yeah, like, before the voiceover, you didn't run him over. Sheriff had a lot of questions, and I was just like, fuck that, I'm yeah. out of here. <laughs> yeah, before the voiceover, we see the police show up, this sheriff, and the, the uh, snowcat driver or whatever talking to him, and we get the terrible uh, voiceover stuff. And he's like, this girl just came running out, and she, and then, so Jeannie takes off, and she goes, uh, that, yeah, the sheriff had a whole lot of questions. I didn't want to tell him shit, I think is what she said, or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> and, then, and then she goes on about how um, she feels bad for the families. They never, to this day, they don't know what happened to their, their kids and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then she said she she visited the lake again years later, but it's nothing, it was burned down, and there's nothing but ruins. And then I don't understand the last line of the movie. Again, I only heard it, listened to it one time. Um, but, <laughs> I don't even remember it. To my recollection, she says something like, I still think back of that night with Tom. But it wasn't a nightmare. The nightmare was something else. And then the movie ends. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> what? Are they, are they setting yeah. up a sequel? What is going on here? I don't understand. <laughs> I thought the implication was like she, she went back to the cabin and like it, she was there now, but I don't really know. But I, just, I remember I there some nightmares, but I thought she was like the line was blurred. I couldn't tell if it was a nightmare or if it was real or something like that. Well, that's where that came in. Uh, I don't know. We I hope they weren't planning on a sequel because that's, no, that's, that's I, terrible. No, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't <laughs> understand know that. better. But the the real nightmare was something else. I, I don't I don't know. Maybe I again I was losing lots of money at that point, so who knows? <laughs> I probably wasn't thinking straight. So, um. I also didn't understand yeah, she, said, she didn't want to answer the sheriff's questions where it's like the answers would be we were at this cabin and the guy who's yeah. burned up over there killed four people, three people and then that guy <laughs> ran him over. What is she worried about answering the questions for? I, yeah, I like the guy saw thought, that he was chasing her. I, I guess she thought they would blame her somehow. Well, again, I don't know if you could count on that snow cat driver being the you know a reliable witness because he <laughs> apparently didn't notice that the guy fell in front of him and he never stopped running him over for like fifteen <laughs> seconds. So I don't know. I'm sure he could have easily blamed the girl for causing all the trouble. Um, but yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's the that's the chill factor. Wow, what a thrill! Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most of the deaths were just kind of dollars. weird. Yeah, yeah, it, it was free. Weird accidents. So hey, by the way, our, our buddy uh, Patrick from Facebook, California, he reached out to me. Uh, I think it was today or yesterday. All the days blend together. And, and he told me that the company he works for is now working. Like they've been shifted to working with Tubi. Like he's working for Tubi now. Whoa. So yeah, we have an inside man at Tubi. So nice. I Can you get a conversion factor off of Tubi? I said his first uh, uh, item of business is to see if he can get the uh, topless scenes restored to Death Race 2000. On yes. yes. 
So, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see what he can do. Absolutely. But, Move uh, all, all right, the mountains. So, so this is uh, the chill fact, the chill factor, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah, the chill factor. Yeah. Uh, the chill so factor. So there's apparently another movie called Chill Factor. Yes. Totally different. Because I was, I was very confused. <laughs> because I was like, this yeah. doesn't look like a slasher film in a cabin yeah. somewhere. What is this? I was, a, I was like an hour into this, and I looked it up on... You know, look at the Wikipedia, and I had a sudden flash of fear, like, this better be the right chill fact, because I am not watching another movie. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Uh, I just looked at the switchboard, and we have someone on the line. Caller in the 702 area code. What's your name is, caller? Uh, yeah, this is Ed from Vegas, our first-time caller. And that, that movie, like a really good type of movie. I mean, <laughs> you know, and I, I was yeah, uh, enthralled through the whole thing about time and, and, the, and the snowmobile and all this other stuff. And I got to be. I got it. <laughs> well, Patrick from Facebook, California is worth it for Tootie now. Nine ninety nine a month. Nine ninety nine a month for Tootie. It's, it's worth it. They got a lot of shit. It's free, the Ed. You don't have to pay for it. It's free. Yeah. I don't know who you're paying. But, but the Ed, first let me apologize. I had no idea you were on the switchboard. I'm sorry. I, I wasn't looking at it. I listened to the whole story. Wow. I apologize again then. Because I'm sorry you had to listen to that. I am starting my own what you call app. And it plays movies and all kinds of stuff. It's called Ed's Super Deluxe Movie App. Oh. And we... <laughs> I like it. We we just got through filming a movie. I'm coming from Las Vegas now, going back to Arizona. Me and the baby's in the car. Say hey, baby. Yeah. Say say something, little baby. <laughs> uh, he don't talk much no more. Man. He don't talk <laughs> much. <laughs> well, yeah. I was I was telling Tuffy and Jenk that uh, I talked to you this week, and it was the baby's birthday, and he turned sixteen. And yeah, yeah. They didn't, they couldn't believe it. it doesn't make sense. Oh, he's about to be driving a car. Yeah, it's nuts. I was looking at Porsches out in Vegas trying to get in one <laughs> for a 16th birthday. Oh, well, that's nice of you. Oh, yeah. But listen, so on Super Deluxe and Super Deluxe movie app, we just got through filming a movie. And it's like a slasher type, you know, killer type movie. Ooh. Big stars in it, everything. And our first movie is called Piano People. Piano People. <laughs> yes. And it's got Billy Joel's brother Willie as the star. <laughs> Willie Joel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, what happened, the whole thing in the movie is that Willie Joel, every time he played the piano, Somebody died. That's pretty good. I like that. Absolutely scary. I mean, you would not believe that the people die when he just hit those little ivory keys. Does he know he's killing people? Or is it like accidental? Or No. No. He has a superpower. And he can... Dictationize which person in his concert he's going to kill, oh. and they can't 
They cannot figure out that why Willie Joel is performing all over the country, but somebody dies at every concert. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. 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 It's called Pico People, and it is rated P. For piano? <laughs> are, are there any other? We got a lot. Of, we got a lot of other movies coming on. A lot of new stars are going to be hitting it. So we, you got to just be on the lookout. That's all I can say. So, so this app is nothing but original movies, original films produced by the Ed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh. <laughs> and. Even the movie of my life is going to be on there. Remember when, no. my, when my little sister and my and my grandma and my mama died in the fire and all that? Yeah, what, what are you going to call the movie of your life? It's life. And we got Regina oh. King playing <laughs> my mother. We got Regina King is playing my mama. <laughs> okay. And uh, she's an Oscar-winning actress, you know? It's crazy when you think of, like, she started out on 227... I mean, if you thought anyone yeah. on CT7 would win an Oscar, it's Jock A, right? Come on. Jack A. Harris is winning. <laughs> no, Tina King. Well, that's, that's interesting that you say Jack A because she plays my grandmama. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, did, you did you still have Jack A's? Uh, oh, I thought you probably still had her phone number for when she bought potato-flavored water off you, remember? Way back in the day? Well, she <laughs> bought the potato-flavored yeah, water. She did, she did a long time ago, yeah. And you know I knew Regina for a long time. Yeah. Then, you know, we got a lot, of, a lot of actors doing stuff, you know. And then, uh, what you call it, David Allen Greer is going to be playing oh, I like my him. daddy. Yeah, he was great on the Carmichael show. He was awesome. You know, you know, I, I tried to get the Carmichael show as a, as a what you call, reboot on yes. to the Super Deluxe Ed <laughs> app. But the goddamn good-looking girl, she don't want to be yeah. on the show. I know. Without her, there's no point doing it. You really need to get no. her. Out of the show. So. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, she was. She was good looking. She was. And home. you know, I used to date. You know, I used to date the other lady. Uh, I can't think of her name right now. I'll say the other lady's name. I can't remember, but I used to date it. Oh, wait, are you talking about the mom or the other guy's yeah. uh, girlfriend? Oh, I thought you were talking about the other guy's girlfriend. No, not, not Tiffany Haddish, the older lady. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Right, you were thinking, yeah, it's like a one-word name, right? Or, uh, <laughs> I don't remember. I can't remember. I mean, well, I, I mean, I she has two, I mean, she has two names. But I think, I think they usually refer to her just by like one name or something. I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, maybe I'm I'm imagining that. I got, I got to look at my phone, but I'm driving. Well, I can Google. I got um, This is the part of the show where we Google things. Yeah. Then. We are going to be competing with AWE and WWE. Oh, wow. Getting into the wrestling business. Yeah. Yes. That's what I'm going to do. And I got a lot of new wrestlers coming out. And a lot of a lot of ones that you might have known before. Okay. So, you know, you got to be on the lookout for that. And well, I'm gonna let let you know that we have a we, the kid is 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 18 years old now. 
and he will be fighting in the Ed Wrestling Organization. Baby Gene is coming back, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. fighter of all time. <laughs> yeah. Baby Gene. Baby Gene is now six foot one, 182 pounds. That's pretty big. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and he's called Gino the Magnifico. <laughs> Gino the Magnifico. Because he dresses like a magician. I feel like he should still be baby Gene. He dressed like a magician. It's a weird gimmick, but all right, whatever. Um, But that's what we're doing. We're going back to the old wrestling days where everybody got to get a gimmick. I can't have people wearing the same goddamn affliction outfit. (laughs) Yeah, real quick, uh, the mother on the Carmichael show, Loretta Devine. Loretta Devine. Yeah, Loretta Loretta Devine, I forgot. Um, yeah, but uh, she was. I, I think right now. Did, did you hear me uh, talking that I watched an old Papa Shango match the other night where he, he set a guy's feet on fire? Yeah, that's my buddy Chuck that played Papa Shango. Yeah, Charles Wright. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he own he own. Well, he don't own it. Well, he, he uh, I guess he, he got a he little did. stick in it. Yeah, yeah he, he, he still got a little piece. He still got like ten percent of it, I think. Uh, he owns a lot of. He, he's owned a few strip clubs out in Vegas, and he's or, got and he's got a few uh, marijuana things going now. Yep. Him and security guy Herb was real cool. Oh yeah. Have you That's talked to Herb lately? Yeah, I talked to security guy Herb a couple weeks ago. Cookie was not doing too good. She was kind of oh. sick. He taking care of her, and then he got the gout real bad. Oh no. And, and he's still ugly, so I'm like, you know, that's a lot of stuff you got to overcome. <laughs> yeah. Gout and ugly. That's a lot to overcome. Yeah. <laughs> I've very rarely ever seen a cure for ugly. Very rarely. Yeah. I mean, for women, it's makeup. But for guys, we can't <laughs> wear makeup. <laughs> What do you think about this gay dude for the Raiders? <laughs> Wouldn't that be the last <laughs> thing you think to have a gay dude at the Raiders? I, mean, I you don't think know. The tight, you think the Titans <laughs> and the Jets might got one. But really? Raiders? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the Bengals may have, like, a gay guy, but I mean, how in the world could the Raiders? How could the Raiders? I mean, Kenny Stabler's got to be pissed. I bet you he won't go to no more Raiders functions. Yeah, maybe not. I don't think he will. Uh, <laughs> so where are you and the baby yeah. headed? You're headed home? Yeah, we're going back to the house in Arizona. We was in Las Vegas for three days. Just to then, film a movie? I mean, no, nah, we was we was just talking contracts with some other people about some other stuff. But uh, listen to this this story. So about a month ago, I go to I go to Las Vegas, and I got the I got a Jaguar. I got well, I got a couple cars, but I got I was driving my Jag. And uh, okay, I don't believe this at all. But it's a 2016 (laughs) Jag. It's nice, blue. I'll send you a picture of it. Blue with with yellow interior. It's nice. So I go to see it in Dallas, and I, I I valet. And my guy over there, 
parks it and everything. And then I come, I leave and I come back. Then there's a new fella there that I ain't never seen this fool before. And he's like, oh, are you supposed to be in this area? Because it's in the seven-star area where all the high rollers and stuff go. He's like, you got a, a seven-star card? I'm like, come on, man. You already know. And he goes, I need to see your card. I said, man, what well, well, my other guy? Man, I don't even know you and shit. I don't even want you parking my shit, man. Get, get my other guy over here. So I said, hey, man, put me up front. Do not park my shit anywhere else but the front. He's like, all right. So I go upstairs, and I go to sleep. I wake up the next morning, I come down. And right when I walk down, my guy John tells me, hey, man, somebody hit your car last night. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean they hit it? Well, that that stupid punk did not put my car where I told him. He put it in another spot, and somebody backed into it. Oh, no. So then they gave me the insurance of this person. I said, no, you motherfuckers is responsible, not me. That shit was in your responsibility. When I gave you the car. So I went around and got a couple estimates. So I went over to like three different places. One estimate was $6,500. One was $7,500. And one was $8,500 in damage. So I go there and I take, I got to take the middle one. So I got to get $7,500. So Caesar Palace writes me a check. I take the car over to my other buddy, Eugene, that's got a body <laughs> shop. And he got a Jag sitting there that had been in a wreck that looked just like mine, except his, that one was red. But the quarter panel where mine was messed up wasn't messed up on that one. And he flipped it. <laughs> so now you have a red quarter panel on the car? No, he's a professional, man. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> but, so I got to turn my lights on. <laughs> so so I, 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 saved, I saved a bunch of money, and I made a bunch of money. So now flashback to today. <laughs> okay. So me and the baby been staying this season, and we and, and we driving I got that LeBron James car, the Kia K900. I told you about that, right? Mm, I don't remember. I bought it like in 2017, 2018. It's like $60,000. Nice car. I'm <laughs> in it right now. All right. <laughs> so I go, and, and, and I come down this morning, and the guy tells me, Ed, your car don't start. Which means my car will start. And again, last night there was a new guy parking my car, and I said, "Leave my car up front." This mother sucker did not leave my car up front. He put it down in the garage where the sewer is, and it always makes it smell like somebody's parking your car when you get it back. All right. So <laughs> I go, I go. What do you mean my car don't work? He goes, "Come on down here, man. I'll show you." So he got my little key fob because this this car, you just push it and start. And yeah. uh, I, I pushed the key fob, but the key fob don't work. And so I had to use the key to unlock it to get in. And I'm like, well, damn, maybe maybe the battery did, but the lights is working. So it don't make no sense. So I push this on the button. I mash on the button, you know, to start. And it goes, click, 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 click. I'm like, man, that don't sound good. 
So I look it up on the internet, and that says that means your starter is out. And I ain't never had nothing wrong with this car. This car been perfect. Now, I call my other buddy, Eugene, that helped me with the other car with the quarter panel. And I call him, and I says, hey, man, something wrong with this other car. Jesus Christ done fucked it up again. So he goes and tells me he got a, 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 a what's it called, a, a tow truck guy. Okay. He, he said, tow the car in. And he goes, and I'll get it fixed for you. I said, man, but I got to go back home to Arizona today. He's like, he goes, I'll get, you, I'll get you back on the road. I was like, all right. So this is about 945 in the morning. About 1215, this fucking tow truck guy still has not made it. And I call Eugene back. I'm like, hey, man, where is the goddamn tow truck driver? He goes, I don't know. I've been looking for him, man. I don't know where he went. So about that time, uh, the tow truck driver pulls up. But my other friend that worked at Caesar, he says, hey, Ed, he goes, what up? He goes, let me, he goes, I got this uh, super deluxe car jumper. He goes, let me see if I can get this car started for you. He goes, I think it's your battery. I'm like, man, ain't no fucking battery. It's going click, 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 click. <laughs> so I said, well, we could try. Because we come to find out, they put me down in that basement thing, and this dude's tow truck is too big to go down there to get my car. <laughs> he right. can't get under the, under the same thing. So I go down there, and he puts this big-ass jumper thing on there. My car starts right up. Bam! Like, oh, shit. So I get in the car, me and the baby. And I got to go to AutoZone, and I got to go buy a new battery for the car. Battery was $238 for a battery for a fucking car. Yeah. They proud of those batteries. So I bought that (laughs) battery, and I took it over to Eugene. And his son, who worked with him, little Eugene, he went in there, and he put the battery in. And he, he charged me $20 to put in the battery. So I said, hey, man, Caesar Palace say they're going to reimburse me for this battery. So he gets on the Internet and finds out batteries expensive, how they are. So he writes me a receipt for three ninety nine plus two ninety nine for installation. <laughs> so I got to take that receipt. I took that back over to Caesar Palace, and the man went in petty cash and gave me about $700. Question. Maybe I wasn't yeah. following along, but why was Caesar's Palace paying for your new battery? They fucked up my car. <laughs> my car was in their care when the battery went dead. <laughs> oh, okay. And that's the second car that they done fucked up in a month of mine. Oh. Plus, yeah, maybe, Tuffy. Maybe when you go, Tuffy, like, uh, give them your car, yeah, you can, like... I bet a lot of money there, so they know they better pay me. You you can like leave one of your interior your your interior lights on, but like maybe put a piece of tape over it or something so they don't notice it. And then you know your battery always run out, and you get seven hundred dollars every time you're there. I'm not trying to scam. Yes, you are. You're you're all about scamming them. (laughs) Integrity is part of his middle name. I'm just glad you resolved. All these issues without having to call your lawyer. Oh, we're losing you, the Ed. What happened? Oh, you, you you're cutting out on us, Edward. Who's cutting out? Hey, yeah. you. 
We weren't hearing oh, you. Oh. That's because I didn't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you were trying too. to. Oh, all right. Well, all right. You know, this girl named Cece, she's on this dating website I'm on. She, Why are you on a dating website? You're a married man. You're a married man. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know how I got on there. What do you mean you don't know how you got on there? It doesn't just happen accidentally. There's a big procedure you have to go through. Like you have to register and sign up, come up with a username, a password. I think I was at the mall and I just signed up for something. They put me on it. Really, at the mall. All right. Yeah. This girl, Cece, she's 5'10", 422 pounds. Wow. She keeps on liking me on my profile. And I'm like, no, Cece. And we have a place in Vegas called CC Pizza. And uh, yeah. I think she goes there. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she is. I mean, I get a lot of, I mean, I've only met about six six women on this on this dating website. Why I mean, are you I'm meeting not... women on a dating website? You're a married man. <laughs> you just moved from Las Vegas to Arizona to be with your new wife. Why are you on a dating website meeting women? <laughs> Well, I haven't met a lot of people, and I figured this would be a good way to meet people. <laughs> oh, you figured it would be a good oh, way no. when they accidentally signed you up for the dating website at the mall. So it all just worked <laughs> out. I was over at Lynn's Crafters, and there was this lady up in front of Cheesecake Factory, and she yeah. uh, asked, did I want to belong to this dating website? And I was like, I don't know about it. I said, what you going to do? And she said, well, there's a lot of young, single, females that are here. In their late 60s? A lot, of, a lot of lonely females in their late 60s? Well, they average between 24 and 64. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's been a good time so far. I mean, most of the people have been pretty nice. <laughs> well, you... Why are you meeting these women? Like, what do they know how old you are? Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they don't come to my house, though, because we got that ring doorbell. And, the and also because you have a wife. You also have a wife at your house. Well, no. I mean, but that ain't got nothing to do with making friends. Yeah, I'm making friends. <laughs> the one lady, she liked me to tickle her. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think she does. <laughs> uh, That's what you do with your friends. Do you, do you ever show your friends your excitement, Paul? Is that part of friendship? Or what's going on? There? Uh, no, 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 no. We don't do that. Maybe that's why Larry took a high betas. Mike Dell wasn't tickling him enough. I don't know. <laughs> then, the other night, then the other night, um, you know, I have my birthday. Nobody called. I know. I called. I called you on your birthday to wish you a happy birthday, and you gave me the hi hat. You you didn't even answer your phone. You didn't call me back for days. You know that. Oh, you didn't talk to you a couple days later. I was busy on my birthday. But uh, (laughs) what happened was, on my birthday, the doctor gives me tickets. First off, she gives me tickets to the Suns and Clippers playoff game. Then 
she gives me tickets to the uh, um, um, Diamondbacks and the Brewers game. Yeah. So, the one lady on the dating website took her to the Clipper game with me. And uh, <laughs> we went to that game and watched the playoff game. Watched the Suns and the Clippers. All right. Hello? What was your wife doing while you were taking your dating yeah, site friends to the basketball game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we went to the basketball game because the doctor had to work. Oh. So, you know, so I took I took Josie over there. And uh, so we went to the ball game. Then, I'm going to tell you something, man. They put, during the game, they put a heart around people, and they put a heart around me. Oh, there. <laughs> like, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they do that at the ball game? Yeah. Did, did the, yeah, underneath the heart, did it say this man is baby. cheating on his wife? Hello. Did it say that in? Yeah, hello? Hello. Hello, hello? Hello. Were they putting the heart around hello. grandfathers who took hello. their granddaughters to the game? You guys ain't seeing them. Ed, we're you talking to, to you. say something. <laughs> we're talking if to you, you can't Ed. say something, you got to say nothing. <laughs> Ed's been having trouble with his cell phone the last time I talked to him. Ed. Edward. Yeah. The other day when I was talking to him, this happened about four times. Um, so, yeah, the, the Ed is dropped off the line. So, uh, <laughs> no. I don't know. Should we get an over-under on the Ed's marriage? Like how long this is going to last? <laughs> yeah. Not uh, not looking good. Yeah. All right, he, he's back. Let's see if he's he's back. Edward? <laughs> Edward? Ed? Yes, we yeah. hear you there. Jesus what Christ. What is going on? I don't know. I'm on freeway in Phoenix. How could I not <laughs> even be heartable? You're, uh, you no need problem. a new cell phone. Instead of buying those $60,000 cars, why don't you just get a cell phone that works? I switched up to T-Mobile. I think that was a bad idea. <laughs> it seems like it. Got but, ten miles to exit one oh four A I ten East Phoenix. Yeah, so me and Josie went to the ball game and they put a heart around us. Yeah. You know what that means. That they thought you went to a game with your granddaughter, like Tuppy was saying? No, nah, nah, she's about forty eight. <laughs> so she kissed uh, me on when the when the monitor went on. Oh no. Look at that. You've committed adultery. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't do that. But anyway, a lady, <laughs> a lady that knows the doctor was at the ball game and Uh-oh. saw that, and she told oh. the doctor. This is like a. And I told the like doctor. I, I I told the doctor it was a random lady just sitting by me. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Because I was smart. I, the smart part. I told her I was taking the baby to the game, and I bought another ticket for the baby, so the baby was right next to me, too. I said, this random lady just kissed me. Uh, she only bought me two tickets. How would I get a third ticket? I don't know <laughs> how to use stuff up. 
don't. You're a genius. But, yeah. But you're like, but you seem really uh, concerned about letting your wife find out that you just went to a basketball game with a friend you met, you know, just a friend. Yeah, but that lady kissed on the mouse. But you didn't know that at the time you bought the ticket for the baby. I didn't know she was going to do that. I thought she just wanted to go to exactly. ball game. That was really big exactly. Thing. It, you were still intimidated enough to make sure the baby had a ticket. Hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> you always listen. It's what you call covering your bases. But why do you have to cover your bases if you're not doing anything wrong? Because you never know what's going to happen. Look at this unmiraculous thing that happened. <laughs> I suppose. I mean, who would ever think that that was going to happen? Who did you take did to the Diamondbacks game? Did you think it was going to happen? Um, yeah, I did think it was going to happen. This goddamn phone don't work. <laughs> this phone the stinks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gotta go. Carl, you guys All right, the Ed. <laughs> All right, we love you, the Ed. Bye, Ed. There he goes. The Ed. Cheating on his wife already in Arizona with Josie <laughs> at the Clippers game, the Suns. Um, Marriage might hey, be Tuffy. shorter than that phone last. Yeah, Tuffy, you, you're like a divorce lawyer too, right, Tuffy? I mean, yeah, he can handle that. So. All right, that's the Ed. We'll check in with him again maybe next week. Um, so, oh, the chill factor. We never gave our ratings for it. Tuffy? <laughs> Do we have would to? You like, would you like to give the chill factor a rating? Uh, One. Jank? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with Tuffy. I really can't right, give one. more than a one. There was, <laughs> there was nothing, nothing worthwhile about this. Unless you really like one? snowmobile racing, probably not the movie for you. One you know that around. one is only for the for that dummy that hit the tree. Yes, oh that's, that's right, that's the one. That was made. awesome, and we got to see yep. it twice. So I guess I should give it a two <laughs> because we did see it twice. But yeah, that scene is awesome. But other than that, this movie is terrible. Um, yeah, no need for it to exist. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I want my money back. All right, so, Jank, uh, you still watching the Loki? Ah, uh, yes, I did watch uh, the new episode of Loki. And uh, this uh, episode, <laughs> it was kind of like a uh, romantic comedy, episode three. <laughs> yeah, I guess if the two had no chemistry, then <laughs> we're terrible together. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're okay. I don't know. It wasn't awful, I don't think, but it wasn't good either. Like, it wasn't amazing or anything. Um I don't know. Like it's, his dynamic with Luke Wilson or uh, Owen Wilson is better than these two were. Yeah, I suppose. I liked it better when it was a two-hander with those two. I think it got better. Like, I think like the last maybe ten minutes of it were better than. Okay. The, I think it, it kind of got like like I remember when she had her little tantrum at the uh, where she got angry because uh, he broke the thing when they fell out of the train. Um, I mm-hmm. think from that point on, it got a little better. But that tantrum yeah, was kind I, of embarrassing. That was just weird. I didn't like that moment at all. <laughs> but yeah, it, there wasn't was much like, so good there. There wasn't much uh, 
on-screen sparks between the two of them early on. Who is this lady that's playing this no. Loki lady? Who's this actress? Is she anybody? Or? I don't know. I've never seen her in anything, and I can kind of tell why. She doesn't really have a lot of charisma. <laughs> <laughs> this, this whole thing just really does feel like a Doctor Who episode. And I don't watch Doctor yeah. Who. I don't like Doctor Who, but uh, that's what this feels like, Doctor Who. Yeah, I really, really liked that first episode, and then it's just been progressively downhill in the two episodes since, where it's just like, eh, I'm not that into this. Like, I mean, if you're going to have a whole episode where these two are stuck together, like, maybe you find out something about this Loki lady, like, what's her story? But no, Uh, none of that. Yeah, I'm trying to think if you found out anything about her, um... How did she become a variant? What's her, like, why is she a lady? <laughs> Any of that stuff? Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't like all this time jumping out. It's always just so confusing. And, like, if you think too hard about it, none of it makes any fucking sense. So, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, see where it goes. I'll keep watching it, though. You said there's only six episodes, right? Yeah, only six. So, all right. Well, hopefully they get to the point <laughs> eventually. Are you still watching Seinfeld? Uh, no. Um, they took it off of Tubi this week, and supposedly oh, it right. won't be on Netflix until, like, September. Ooh. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going hey, to have to watch about one more episode before they took it off, and uh, that's that's about it for now. So maybe later in the but, year I can finish it, but... But good news for you kids out there who've got uh, the Amazon Fire Stick and you're trying to get Peacock on there. Uh, I guess they cut a deal this week, so you should be able to get a, an official Peacock app on your Amazon Fire Stick. Because I had to like load some side, like side load some black market app on there to get Peacock, and it kept breaking and it wasn't working, so it was very <laughs> annoying. But uh, no. I think as of Thursday, uh, yesterday. I think there's an official app that works with the Amazon Fire Stick, so that's good news. Nice. But speaking of the Peacock, you watching the Columbo? <laughs> yes. Um, I only had time to watch about one episode this week. Um, All right. But <laughs> it was a good one. Pretty good. Which, which uh, one? Leonard Nimoy was in this one. Oh. He was a doctor. Yeah. A stitch in crime. Yeah, Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. He plays a heart surgeon. I don't know whether to be impressed uh, or sad that you know all the episode titles. <laughs> I know all of them. Sad. Sad. And he, he, uh, he uh, kills the fellow by uh, suturing up his heart with dissolvable sutures, right? So they, Yeah. Fixing uh, his heart valve. Yeah. And then he, he has to kill like, the nurse, and then he has, to, he has to take the dissolvable one out so he's not caught. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oops. Leonard Nimoy on Columbo. Yeah. Shatner's also on a Columbo Leonard episode. Leonard Nimoy. Oh, that's Shatner. awesome. Yeah. And the best thing about the Shatner about episode. Scotty? No, Scotty never made it. <laughs> but uh, spoiler Damn. alert about the Shatner episode. The whole thing hinges on the breakthrough technology of the VCR. The VCR. <laughs> so... <laughs> 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 that, All right. That wizardry that masquerades as magic. That was the VCR. It was pivotal to committing the crime. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, William Shatner still doesn't understand the VCR. 
But, no, he mastered the VCR. That's why he was able to commit the crime, because oh. he knew. But everyone else, everyone else had no idea. You know, they were like, what? So, yeah, <laughs> keep that in mind. Uh, all right, so you got oh, wow. one Colombo. Uh, no Seinfeld. Yeah, that was uh, a good one. Did you, did you watch anything else? Uh, sh- yeah, I did. Um, main thing I ended up watching this week was uh, I watched all of Cruel Summer. <laughs> On, uh, cool Hulu? Summer. Oh, is that about yeah. like a girl who like uh, something on social networking or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like I, uh, I remember kind of, not it. really, but yeah, re- they re- pumped the ads out this summer for sure. Yeah, I can't remember what I was watching when they kept showing the ads, but uh... <laughs> yeah, I think on Hulu they were just showing it for a while, and then it was one of the ads. Um, so they were they were really pumping this thing up, and Pete had watched it, and he was like, "Yeah, it's good. You should watch it." I'm like, oh, "I'll wait till the season's over, and then just watch it all at once." And I did. <laughs> this was that week where I finally did that. Yeah. And how that it worked was, out? Uh, for you? It's, it's pretty good. Um, it's not perfect. There's definitely things I didn't like about it, but I was definitely compelled to keep watching every episode, and I think it ended well. Um, I'm kind of concerned that, that they are, they, they said that they did renew it for season two. Um, hopefully it's with completely different characters because there really isn't <laughs> story left here <laughs> to try to do another season. <laughs> I'm going I'm to guess that it's probably with the same characters. Uh, like what, what's uh, it about though? Kind of running into the ground. Um, basically it takes place in the nineties over three different years. Like it kind of, the, the gimmick is, like, it'll be, like, a certain episode, the pilot episode or whatever is, like, this episode takes place in in or around June 5th, 1993, 1994, and 1995. So you get to see the same, like, day in these different years, and you kind of see the how the lives of the characters have changed in that time. Like, it kind of starts out with, uh, you're watching this one girl who's, like, really nerdy. She's got glasses and braces and all that stuff, and it's her birthday, so like her family comes in, they're all like, "Oh hey, we do this every year. Like this is great. Like you're you're the best. Happy birthday!" <laughs> Everything's all bright and cheery. And then it goes to 1994, and like her boyfriend comes in, and he's like, "Yeah, I just talked to your dad to get it, you know for him to let me come up here and see you." Because he said that they always come up here and surprise you and stuff like that. And uh, she's like, now she doesn't have the glasses or the braces, and now she's kind of cool. Like she's got this cool guy boyfriend. And uh, then it cuts to 1995. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, everything looks shitty. Like, it's all, like, shadows, and, like, the colors are all desaturated, and, like, everything just looks like crap. And uh, her dad comes in, and uh, he's like, hey, wake up. Like, your lawyer's here. <laughs> he's all pissed <laughs> off and shit. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And he's like, oh, yeah, happy birthday, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, happy right birthday. there, you're kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of into this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and basically, oh. they kind of set a lot of the mystery in the in the first episode, where basically she was this kind of nerdy girl, had these two friends, and uh, she really she kind of kept looking at this one popular girl and was like, I don't know if she's into this girl or she just wants to be popular like her, but she's kind of creepily obsessed with her. And uh, this girl ended up going missing, um, oh. and then eventually she's found in like the summer of '94. Uh, the the creepy new like uh, vice principal that moved to town had her in his basement <laughs> type of thing. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, and so they're interviewing her on a uh, on a let, talk let me ask show. you this: did that 
let me ask you this. Did that vice principal ever work for the Chicago Blackhawks? <laughs> <laughs> he may have summered there. <laughs> I can't rule it out. <laughs> but, yeah, so um, so this girl goes on a talk show, and she's all like, um, uh, that Jeanette girl, the, you know, the nerdy girl, she saw me in that basement. Like, she knew I was there and that this guy had me, and she didn't tell anybody, so she's a piece of shit. Oh. So everybody just like the Chicago Blackhawks. Exactly like the Chicago <laughs> yeah. Blackhawks. All right, good. A lot of overlap. Yeah. <laughs> so it pretty much ruins, you know, this Jeanette girl's life, and uh, she just it kind of fucks up her whole family and all this stuff, and everything starts going to shit. <laughs> and she's now in 1995 timeline. She is now suing this girl who said this for libel, and they're planning to go to court over it. So the whole episode, the whole show, you're kind of trying to figure out, okay, did she see her? Is this true? Is it not? You know, what did happen here? And you kind of get little pieces over each of the episodes. And it's pretty cool the way they tell the story. So I know, it, huh. it kept you interested the whole time. I was really hoping there was a murder involved, you know. Because <laughs> when the yeah, big mystery is whether, kind of whether or not she saw someone, it's a little bit of a letdown. I don't know. I'd like to see uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, and and right away when I hear Curl Summer, I just think without you know Banana Rama and the Karate Kid. Curl uh, Summer. Hell yeah! The cool thing was there was a lot of since it is ninety three and ninety four ninety five like there's a lot of nineties songs which was cool. Um, less cool was the fact that a lot of the times instead of playing the actual song, they had like you know the slow piano version sung by some lady. <laughs> it's like oh. <laughs> Every time. What is this, a Zack Snyder movie? Isn't there some kind of, like, one of the actresses, uh, like, she has to be a mom or something. Is there, like, a famous actress in here? Because I remember from the commercials, but I can't remember who it was. Uh, one of the moms. I don't think any of the moms were that famous. Or, or at least, uh, like, Kevin's an older daughter's lady. in the show. <laughs> that that no, was exciting. not movie. her. She's not famous. <laughs> um, like, someone I would know. Someone I Let's would see. know. Let me IMDB it real quick. <clears throat> like a, the, main, the, like the, the popular girl was that Olivia Holt, who was in that shitty Cloak and Dagger show. I, oh, oh, okay. I never saw that, though, yeah. Yeah, I watched the first, like, three episodes of that, and I was like, nope, I'm out. But this was better than that, at least. <laughs> uh, let's see. Any, like, famous actresses with, like, blonde hair? <laughs> Anything? Andrea Anders? Nope. <laughs> maybe I imagined the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Huh. Uh, she was the only blonde one. <laughs> well, a- any actress that's famous? Maybe dark brown hair? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole Bilderbeck? <laughs> oh, she's Christina very good. Christina Gonzalez? No, I don't know who that is. All right. I, all right Brooklyn Sedano? <laughs> All star cast. Yeah. Alright, forget it. I must have been blending in my <laughs> commercials. Repeated commercials. Yeah. Maybe it was slow the uh, progressive lady that you were thinking of. <laughs> you uh <laughs> any, any movies this week, Jank? Did you watch any movies? Um No, actually there really wasn't anything out oh, I didn't want to go see you. the Hitman Bodyguard's wife or whatever the fuck that is. 
Let, let me ask you this, Jank. Did you ever see that Jake Gyllenhaal movie uh, called The Enemy? I talked about it on the show about yeah. four years ago. All right. Yeah, I now, saw it remember... that same time ago. <laughs> now, I remember it was, it was pretty Weird good ending. when it started off. Yeah, the, and then the ending is just so fucking <laughs> stupid. It, like, ruins the whole Well, yeah. Mike Gale yesterday, before we started recording Flea Market Fantasy, Mike Gale was saying this is the greatest movie ever made, and he loves it, and it's the best movie he's, like, ever seen. And I was like, Mike Gale, calm the fuck down. I mean, I was like, the movie, is so, <laughs> the ending is so fucking dumb. And he's like, yeah, all right, well, the ending's yeah. not that good, but the re- it is such a – well, Mike Gale, you cannot have a dumb ending and be a great movie. I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> That's not how – you know, you just can't forget about the last 15 minutes of the movie. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, it's still great. <laughs> the best movie I've ever seen. It's so awesome. I'm like, calm down, Michael. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, even, I mean, discounting the ending, it still wasn't that great. It was no. fine. It was pretty good. But I guess six or seven. Yeah. You know, it's fine. But, uh, <laughs> it's not the kind of thing you want to watch a bunch. Like, I watched it once, and I'm like, that's probably good. Anytime, like, you can't just say, oh, yeah, it's a great movie, except for the ending. Then it's not a great movie, Michael. <laughs> Stop it. The ending was so fucking random. See, this is what happens when you read DC Comics your whole life. It just rots your brain. <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, I guess uh, next week Mike L. will be on this here very show. He will be coming on. Cool. Assuming he's still talking to me after I made fun of the enemy for 15 minutes before. <laughs> um, now, I, I guess we're going to watch a shitty 80s movie, and he's going to pick the movie. So I will let you guys know what he what he picks. That's well, that'll be really out of character okay. for us. <laughs> Wait, what's that, Tuffy? A shitty 80s movie? Yeah. Shitty 80s. <laughs> yeah. It'll be great. You'll love it. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, but I, again, keep in mind. I'll be Canadian, uh, I'll so. be talking to to Mike L. I guess on Wednesday we're doing uh, that. Here comes the Spider Ooh. Cast. Look at you getting on. Here comes the Spider Cast. Yeah, you're one. That'll be interesting. You're one of the chosen. One of the chosen people. <laughs> I don't get invited. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he actually kind of like. This is like a quid pro quo kind of thing. Like, uh, if he comes on LCS, I guess I have to do the Spider Cast at some point. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sucked into another one. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what we'll be doing with Michael next week, but uh, I'll, I'll alert the media when I find out. Uh, Tuffy, did you watch anything this week? Or are you too busy water skiing to watch anything? Um, no. Uh, there was a pay per view Sunday night. Hell in a Cell. Oh, that's right, Hell in a Cell. Yeah, we got to talk wrestling. Um, bear with us, Frank. We got to talk some wrestling. Uh, all right, first, oh, uh, Hel- did, did you think Hell in a Cell was any good, uh, Tuffy? I thought it was like, yeah, not so good. It was, uh, you know, not so good. Yeah. It was so great they had to do a Hell in a Cell <laughs> match on SmackDown and Raw. <laughs> yeah, because I guess apparently, from what I understand, they wanted to put a Hell in a Cell match on SmackDown to try and bump the ratings for Fox. And so they put mm-hmm. uh, the Tribal Chief, who we all acknowledge as the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns, against Rey Mysterio Jr. And then uh, when USA Network heard about that they were getting they got mad. So then they had to do a Hell in a Cell match on Raw <laughs> on Monday between Xavier Woods and Bobby Lashley. Um, yeah, the Woods-Lashley one was good. I didn't really see the Reigns um, one because, you know, I was entertaining the world of America. 
talking about Megaforce. Yeah. Um, but uh, but the pay per view, I thought it started out good. I thought Bailey and Bianca Belair was great. I thought that was the match of the night. I thought Bailey was yeah. awesome. Uh, Bailey is so good at what she, she's like at the peak of her career right now. <laughs> she she can do no wrong, and she really was a star that night. And then after that, I think all the matchups are things we've already seen before. And, like, we've seen Zayn and Owens wrestle a thousand times. We've seen Cesaro and Rollins wrestle a thousand times now. We've seen Ripley yep. and Charlotte. And the, and the ending to Ripley and Charlotte was really dumb. Yeah. Um, you had Alexa Bliss yeah. and Shayna Baszler. That was oh, fuck. Something. Explain this to Jank. Because uh, Jank, you like Alexa Bliss, right, Jank? I think I recall. <laughs> well, he you. watched oh, WrestleMania. Yeah. He watched WrestleMania, so he knows who the fiend is. Yeah. And now Alexa Bliss. Weird ass ending. Like, beginning yeah. Of now she's end of the fiend. So, yeah, so like uh, Alexa she was Bliss fighting Tina Baszler, who's tag team partners with Nia Jax, who has a sommelier who runs around <laughs> with them now called Reginald. Perfect. So sometime during the match, like Alexa Bliss um, mind controlled Nia Jax, made her slap Reginald or something. Yes. Helped her beat Reginald. Okay. Because Alexa Bliss, like she'll stare at him, and like didn't she also like mind control Reginald for a little bit? Because she like tilts her head, and then Reginald will tilt his head, and then yeah, I thought that might have been on Monday night. That might have been on Raw. Yeah, that could yeah that could have been Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, like it's just so ridiculous. I don't, I don't care how many mystical powers Alexa Bliss has; she's not beating up Shayna Baszler in a fight. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa Bliss is like five, five foot, hundred pounds. It. That's the important part. <laughs> and uh, Shayna Baszler is just a badass. <laughs> You're not beating up Shayna Baszler. So Which, uh, um, I don't know. I don't remember if we talked about this on on the show at all, but her pig died a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Larry Steve. She had a pet pig, Larry yeah. Steve. And he died. So, yeah. Point where her pig was sick, and so she was posting on social media because they couldn't find a vet who would treat a pig like it was some great disservice. And it's like, well, it's a farm animal. That's like regular vets don't see farm animals, I think. But yeah, called Doctor Pole. Gotta find a pig doctor. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, Bliss uh, beat Baszler. And then Bliss is in the Money in the Bank match, so you know, guess what? Bliss is going to win. Spoiler alert: <laughs> Bliss is winning the Money in the Bank. Yeah. Oh, so, watch that. I can only dream. <laughs> but uh, Oscar and Naomi are also in the match. They qualified because on Monday they beat uh, Eva Marie and her new buddy Dewdrop. Yeah, <laughs> Dewdrop. That's a great name. That's pretty good. I'm enjoying the the. Eva Marie and Dewdrop. Yeah, I think they're doing good stuff, but they're, the the smart wrestling fans, the Smarks, are losing their minds over because they hate the fact that they're calling her Dewdrop, and it's like because it's P- Piper Niven is the lady's name, and she's like a famous yeah. wrestler, and she's in NXT UK, and she's really good in the ring. Um, so it's like uh, they're like, oh, you're, you're disrespecting Piper Niven. All like, it's relax. They're doing a it's a comedy bit. When this yeah, is all done. When it's all done, Piper Niven is going to be over. Like, they're going to make her a, a big Yeah, this all ends with, with Dewdrop turning on Eva Marie and getting a yes. huge pop exactly. out of it. She, she already turned on her in first week. That was quick. <laughs> but I think they'll they'll keep building it, you know, week <laughs> after week until 
But, uh, yeah, so Asuka, Asuka and Naomi are in the ladder match, and then I guess some SmackDown women will be in there too. Um, but, yeah, so the Hell in a Cell, the main event then was uh, McIntyre versus Lashley. Lashley and McIntyre. And, again, we've seen them wrestle a thousand times already. It was a really good match, except it's a Hell in a Cell match that ended in a surprise roll-up, a distraction roll-up. Yeah. That's question. I mean, it was good when, uh, <laughs> you know, MVP worked his way into the cell. That was yeah, they they nice did great. Like, the whole match was good, except the ending was questionable. I just don't know if that's what you want. I guess I guess it's a way yeah. to get extra heat on Lashley that he won a Hell in a Cell match by a distraction roll up, but I don't know. It's still, I don't know. It's not the best. Yeah, let's put it that way. Well, I haven't watched SmackDown yet tonight, but the Wikipedia page says Carmella and Liv Morgan are also in the Money in the Bank match. So this Ooh, might be the greatest you. Uh, night ever. Yeah, Jank Carmella, Bliss. Might have and to Liz fire Morgan. up that peacock again. And Austin. Wow. And, and Naomi. Hey, and let's not, let's not kid ourselves. When Naomi is, is smoking hot. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, July 9th, like, I think. Yeah, July like 18th. July. Mm. It, it, it was on a month right. from You're last me. Sunday. A month from last Sunday. All right. Remember that? <laughs> so. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm guessing Bliss wins the money in the bank for the women. Um, that is not who I would have won it. Um Carmella's already won it. Oscar's already won it. Naomi, eh, she doesn't need it. Uh, I'd like to I don't see think Liv Nikki Morgan Cross get it. Is win it. Oh yeah, that's right. Nikki's in there too. I like to see Liv get it just because you know it'll put her on the map. Like it'll be a thing, you know. Like Liv Morgan is finally be a, a somebody. So, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be like, is, is Liv Morgan going to beat Rhea Ripley? Uh, well, that's the thing with the cash-in. You know, you wait till someone else beats the hell out of Ripley, and then you go in and yeah. win her, you know? Well, I guess Carmella was kind of in the same boat when she won it twice. Yeah. Yeah, the, so. the iconic uh, beat up Charlotte, and then she came in and cashed in. But, um, so, all right, that's uh, the pay-per-view. But, Tuffy, there's big news in the wrestling world today. More people got fired. They fired a whole Real bunch of more people. Today. Uh-oh. Yeah, they've just been... Cutting the hell out of people. Um, this time they went after the cruiserweights a lot of. Uh, so, like, I, I don't know why they just don't get rid of 205 Live entirely, but. Uh, yeah. Like, the biggest names they cut this time Tyler Breeze and Fandango. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh you didn't hear it? <laughs> you didn't hear any of the people that got cut? No, I didn't hear any of this today. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, go, I'll read off the list. Uh, Ever Rise is first. They're a tag team that's been working in NXT, and they used to be on 205 Live. They're like jobbers, but they're very funny. And they were actually doing a lot of bits with them, and they were filming stuff on NXT. They got their own little talk show. Like, they're very entertaining, Mm -hmm. and uh, so it's kind of sad to see them go. Uh, Fandango and Tyler Breeze. Uh, Arya Davari, a 205 guy, which you probably don't know. Tony Nese. Uh, 205 guy. August Gray, another 205 guy. The Bollywood Boys, 205 guy. Marina Shafir, uh, she's Roddy Strong's wife, and she was with Rousey and uh, Baszler and Jessamyn Duke and the Four Horsewomen of MMA. And they they always were saying they wanted to get the Four Horsewomen of MMA versus the Four Horsewomen of WWE, but it never happened. And I guess they finally woke up and realized, hey, Shafir's still on the payroll. Let's cut her. So they cut her. Um Kurt Stallion, another guy who was on 205. Arturo Huas, he's a uh, 
like a Brazilian jiu-jitsu fellow they were trying to bring up on NXT, but he, I, I don't even know if he's ever on TV, maybe just once. I think he was on the uh, Shane McMahon, that fight club thing they were doing in the basement, Raw Underground. I think he was on there once. Mm-hmm. And they cut Killi- Killian Dane, Nikki Cross's husband, and tag team <laughs> partner of Drake Maverick on NXT. And they cut Tino Sabatelli. He used to be a former like cornerback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he's okay. super athletic. And he's been with NXT for about like eight years or so. And he kept getting injured. And I thought they released him about four years ago. <laughs> so it's, maybe someone just was like, <laughs> hey, we're still paying him. We need to cut him. So, um, yeah. So that's it. So, But Breeze and Fandango are the two big ones. And Killian Dane, I guess. Um, well, because like, I didn't watch NXT, but I thought Breeze was like winning titles and stuff down there. Uh, he, he and Fandango had the tag titles once, and okay. uh, the, but they're getting older, you know. And uh, Fandango's injured a ton, and but the big thing with Breeze though is he is a pillar of up, up, down, down. Xavier Woods. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Game. Yeah, like yeah, he was. WWE their had their social media crackdown where they're watching all that stuff too now. So is he off of that or what? Yeah, I guess like up, up, down, down is part of WWE. Like they're. Part okay. of it. So now that he's gone, I guess he can't be on it anymore unless they sign him to another contract to just do that. Um, but uh, which because he was like their champion, Jank um, up up down down is like their video game channel. Xavier Woods does, and okay. it's very popular in the video game world. Well, it seems like, it's, like it's Woods, Breeze, Cesaro, and Adam Cole are on like as the main four, and then they bring other people on do stuff a lot. Yeah, I feel like I four the most. Those four, those four play Uno online. <laughs> People get involved watching <laughs> them play Uno every Tuesday, wow. and it's very popular. But Tyler Breeze and Xavier Woods are like they always do the uh, GM mode on the one old video game, and that's a very popular segment where they try and book their own shows and compete against each other. And and they also have a championship belt where uh, challengers try to take it off. And Breeze was the champion for over a year straight. He just he lost it to Mia oh, Yim yeah. a couple months ago, but so yeah, Tyler Breeze is like a pillar of up up down down. So the fact that he is gone is pretty big for that. Um, I know Woods has to be kind of upset about this. So yeah, yeah. kind of sad, but uh, but really, there's like all the people that got released. I mean, even Breeze and Fandango, they're great, but you know, they're not doing much in terms of wrestling wise you know so <laughs> they, their roster is still bloated they could still cut about 20 people when you wouldn't even notice um, yeah are they bringing up new people or are they just trying to cut down well a lot of these guys only wrestled on this show called 205 live which is just for like people 205 pounds or less which is not a very popular show like i love wrestling I love a lot of the guys on 205 Live. I haven't watched 205 Live in like five years, <laughs> so I don't know what it's yeah, like. Like that so, was more of a uh, WWE Network. We need content kind of situation. Yeah. Made 205 Live, and now that they're on Peacock, they don't need to fill enough for people to subscribe anymore. Yeah, that's a good point. So uh, I don't know, but I guess the big thing is uh, carrying Cross and. Um, He's that big guy. <laughs> they're North American title holder at the moment. Bronson Reed. I guess they're going to be called up soon to the big show. But, uh, okay. Have you ever well, seen Karrion Cross? 
because uh, his girlfriend is Scarlett Bordeaux, and she is ridiculously okay. good-looking. So, yeah, <laughs> so it'll be good if she gets called up. But, uh, yeah, that's the yeah. Uh, big wrestling news, I guess. Yeah. Now, Tuffy, do you think when like WWE gets, they see the profits from Scopely putting out the third Oscar and all the money I wasted, like they'll hire some of these people back, or do you think they'll, they'll just? Even... I was just thinking, I'm glad I have uh, Deputy Dango already. Oh yeah, yeah. he ain't gonna be popping up in the loot anytime soon. You don't have Tyler Breeze, do you? No. Yeah, yeah I don't have either. But like, because. Uh, Right, right after they cut Braun Strowman, they had that competition for yeah. a new Braun Strowman, and it was like, well, this character's <laughs> never showing up again. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oops. Yeah. So obviously WWE is not coordinating with Scopely on these things. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. Because <laughs> no. uh, also, like, I, I mean, uh, Mickey James wasn't around. Like, they just introduced her to the game, and then she got yeah. released, like not long after, and so. Yep. So, all right. So, anything else going on in the world of America that needs to be discussed? No, just busting gems. Busting gems. Jake, how's that Marvel game going for you? You still busting gems on the Marvel game? Jake? Did we lose Jake? Too much wrestling talk, I think. (laughs) Oh, no, we lost Jake. Yeah, he fell off. Oh, well. And it's after 11, so he ain't coming back. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, sorry, yeah, I got that new Bradshaw. He is just ridiculous. Like, ridiculous good? Because I fought him, and he really wasn't all that impressive. I don't know. Well, if you set him upright, he's got the kick out where he gains, like, all of his health back. He's got to be five-star yeah. to be really good. Yeah, like I fought him but, with AJ Styles. I have AJ Styles as a uh, four star or five star silver now. So okay. he's got a good he's got a good submission, eight turn submission. So he never even got to use yeah. kick out because I just choked him out. Oh well, yeah, that'll do it. Well, I finally got that uh, submission break skill plate. So maybe I'll throw that on. Now what? Yeah, what does that do? Like, like you automatically get out of a submission, or because that would screw no. my Oscar too bad. <laughs> Every submission turn, you have a one in three chance of breaking all the submission gems. Holy hell! Yeah, that that could hurt. My yeah, Oscar. I've had. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've had Carmella suffer from that once or twice. Huh. In feuds. Yeah, not a fan of that. Um. All right. Well, uh, got to thank the Ed. Yeah. Got to thank Jay. Got to thank you, Tuffy. And we got to thank the Chill Factor. And uh, I got to think of some other people to thank while I look for the closing theme song on the switchboard. Uh, but next week, uh, I'll just throw a random fact in. The other Chill Factor was directed by a guy named Hugh Johnson. Hugh Johnson. Johnson. That's pretty good. Um, next week, Michael, and I don't know what movie we're watching yet. I'm sure we'll also be talking some comic books. Uh, Flea Market Fantasy up right now is Sword of the Atom, which is terrible. And then we recorded one with Miles Watson yesterday for Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos. So See if Mike Al can bring uh, Joe Lee in, too, because we could have a Big Brother preview. 
Well, we should really space that out, though. Like, oh, we should maybe get Jolie separate, you know? Um, the week after? Yeah. Oh, the week after, Larry's I think I'm in Michigan. Well, let me know what week you're not in Michigan. We'll try and get Jolie here. Um, <laughs> All right. And next week I'll be driving. Uh-oh. Michigan. Well, we'll have Mike L here to carry the load. Um, yeah. Why is a busy Michigan month for me? Just a warning. <laughs> Just a warning. A heads up. I'm there and I don't know. every weekend. I can't, so. I can't even find the fucking closing theme song. Ripple, ripple point and see what we That's land on. The gin governor. Thank you very much. There you go. Tuffy did it for you. All right, everybody. So uh, thanks for joining the big show. And uh, next week, Mike L. Later. Oh, wait, shoot. No, I can't hit that one. Shoot. I was going to hit a song at random, and it was one of Brandon's songs. Can't do that. (laughs) Wait, no. Yeah, we can't end on a Brandon song. At least I was able to stop in time. Hold on. Wait, I know there's another good song here somewhere. Wait, where is it? Man, we got way too many sound clips. All right, here we go. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. With They're clean, cuz. My honey's clean. Oh, yeah, I'm Charmin' Queen. That's how I know they're clean. <laughs>